Oh, we, man. Should we tweet out the link? Have you tweeted it? Oh, uh, yeah. So it should have auto-tweeted, usually. Oh, you fancy, huh? Oh, uh, you fancy. Nails done, hair done, everything did. You fancy. It's a, sat- it's a Saturday rad- radcast, and I'm already a couple beers in, so... This is going to be... Uh... Well, this is going to be weird because I'm going to be the sober one because I've been under the weather and I probably really? get over you, I want to get over the weather again. You, you fool. You. Or, or, and this, this might be uh, medically super correct here, I could just take a super hard left turn and go all whiskey all day. See... And I, purge the, the toxins from my system. Uh, see, I, I heard that you you have to... What is it? It's You starve a cold and you drown the flu. And so I think... If you drink whiskey, it covers both. Mm. Yeah. See, I think it's because all the old-timey medicines had heroin and cocaine in them. That's why I got rid of everything. Because <laughs> yeah. you were like, man, I feel better when I'm on this, you know? Right, right. Just, Just really like, into laudanum. And, Just doing and, lots and of laudanum. Coca-Cola was a, great, uh, was a great medicine back in the day. Yeah. It settled women, your stomach. For women's hysteria. Yeah. Yeah, settled your stomach. It was great for the pregnant woman. Well, with co- came out at a really good weight. Not <laughs> <laughs> at a great weight. They just birth was easy. They just came right out. They those kids could squeeze through anything, you know. Because <laughs> Coca Cola, so, dude. Yeah. And now yeah. it makes you fat. Look what they did. Yeah. They ruined it. The liberals. The liberals ruined Coca Cola. This is this is what <laughs> should have been meant by making now America it makes you great fat. again. Yeah. Yeah, this no. Is what should like, have been <laughs> that was Trump's whole platform. <laughs> he was going to put cocaine back in Coca Cola. Yeah. Was that was that the whole? Was I, that that was the whole platform? I thought it was something about stopping airplanes with fucking walls. I thought that was that was part no, of no, it. No, 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 no. If that if it was his whole platform, it would have been a totally different election. Like, yeah, <laughs> he would have got a lot of votes. <laughs> yeah, he would be drinking Coca Cola right now. Yeah, uh, no, I, I remember. Something about the grand old party favors. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was, it was uh, gr- uh, uh, RC Cola did the "We won't be releasing a Cavefe flavor" uh, tweet, <laughs> and they immediately jumped at, to my favorite cola, like <laughs> for the oh, taste really? of failure. Yeah, it tastes better bad than, though. Better yeah. than Select. Uh, I mean, RC Cola is still ninety nine cents for a two liter, and if you need to mix something in it, I'm not exact. I'm not exactly like drinking a, a mixed like cola and something for the Coke, so it might as well be. No, yeah, it might as well be RC. So you're gonna choose RC, and you you live in the Midwest. And yeah, you're I gonna do. choose that over Fago. Yeah, I'm just, I, I, I try to avoid. I try to avoid. I try to avoid associating with Juggalos as hard as possible. But I thought you'd get along with Coach. <laughs> is he a juggalo? <laughs> I thought he was more into Dark Lotus was his thing, you know, more meditative, more... <laughs> no, he's like a... Yeah, I've seen him, like, post whoop whoops and shit and, like, pictures of Fago. He's got, like, he's... fucking hatchet man, like, necklaces. He's, like, rocking in the background, I haven't noticed. He has a, he has a Bert and Ernie tattoo, which makes me really uncomfortable. And there's a great picture... I don't know picture, what to make of it. There's a great picture of, uh, of um, Sam Morgan at CanCon, and, like, Sam's, like, kind of, like, sleeping in the background, and, like, Coach and is coach sitting is next, next to, him, to him, and it's like Bert and Ernie are watching Sam sleep, <laughs> and it's classic. It's like a top ten photo from that's, that weekend. That's excellent. That's excellent. The mamas want, want drinks. Oh, I apparently, I have this to go. Live. Yeah, this is live. Yeah, we've we've uh, <laughs> the live. first the first couple members have shown up in the audience. Frank on the rocks, kickers in like oh awesome. Frank Frank from Long Island. I met that guy. <laughs> 
Did you meet him, Joe? Like, are you in witness protection right now, or what? What? (laughs) With the fucking mic and the sunglasses. (laughs) I'm in Daft Punk. I'm the new Daft Punk. (laughs) Well, they did. They did finally call it quits, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Which means I'm I'm here to fill the void. I'm Faft Dunk. Legally distinct from Daft Punk, Faft Dunk. Faft Dunk, and it's basketball and samples from song. I'm not gonna play any, pay any artists. I'm just gonna. Pretty sure that's just girl talk. I like that's. All right, I gotta go mix the mamas a drink. You guys talk talk amongst yourself. I haven't done the intro yet. We're not technically a show yet. It's Uh, once I do the intro, we become a show. All right, cool. Sounds good. Ready, Joe? And we are back. Welcome back to Rage of Sigmar, ladies and gentlemen. Coming in your eye holes for the first time in a while and back in your ear holes as always. Welcome to the show. I am, of course, your guest temporary uh, intern for life, I would say, Jacob Berry. And with me, as always, the man of the hour, the most dangerous man in Warhammer, Joseph M. for Mario for his father, Pagano. Uh, allegedly. 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 I heard it was a sick ostrich, is, is what I heard. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Could someone I mean, an ostrich is like a two-person man, a two person job. It is a two-person job. Speaking yeah. of two-person jobs, we're doing a podcast right now. And are we recording for ourselves? Because we could just release this two for one. I think we should. As long as two we beat him to one. market. Yeah, we got to beat him to market. How are we going to do that? This is live. Yeah. Uh. We'll have to go back in time and release this exact show bro i so speaking of going back in time me and lynn started watching star trek voyager because she's like you know she's like it reminds me of my dad okay cool we're gonna watch it yeah it first off they have done like four time travel episodes we're like seven episodes <laughs> in like it's just time tra- okay hold on, hold I'm on. Like, i feel to, like i'm watching bad to Dr. be fair Who. to be fair i i bet those time travel episodes are actually from later seasons they just happen to occur in the mm. first couple. It's like, like Firefly, right? Just like how Firefly was aired. I I wasn't I don't you'll have to explain that joke to me. Oh, Fox Fox murdered that show cuz they aired all the episodes out of sequence. No, so they just, did not. Yeah, they totally oh, fucked God. that show to death. God, I love that show. Yeah. It was kind of released like in an order like that would surprise you. Oh yeah, number 7. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number seven will surprise you. All right. Uh, where did you meet Frank? Yeah. Uh, so I was playing Warhammer with a group of friends that was uh, people that played Warhammer with Christique. It's actually where I met Jesse, who you met at uh, Triumph GT. Yeah. And, and Frank was there. And I, he was like, hey, I recognize you from somewhere. I'm like, I don't know where we know each other from. I, And he's like, no, nah, I'm sure I do. I'm like, I gonna list a bunch of things about myself and i was like did you go to hardcore shows did you like (laughs) and we we couldn't figure anything in common so maybe i just look like someone he knows or something but um is it possible he recognized your voice but didn't realize it was you i don't think he had ever listened to our podcast before that's a that's a that's a good choice yeah that's like 99 percent of the people i've met in my life haven't listened to our podcast because we're a warhammer podcast about not warhammer right so so you um, mean occasionally we talk about Warhammer. Yeah, and then that group of guys from they were like from like border Long Island and Queens. Um the yeah. dude, everyone who their house they played at, he just like complained a lot about Warhammer and it was like a negative experience. So I was just like, I'm gonna leave this chat group because 
I love, I'm really enjoying Warhammer and I don't want to be in a group where someone's just like banging on it all the time. So well, I was just I, like, all right, this isn't the group for me. I'm going to take a little step back. And I stepped out of the chat. And it was sucks because I lost, you know, I couldn't keep in touch with guys like Frank. I remember uh, me and Frank were, uh, I was posting a lot of pictures of my barbecue that summer. I just got my smoker. So I was making ribs and I was making some pulled pork. Is that pork an electric smoker? Time. Is that a It's an electric. Ele- electric's yeah. really good. I prefer woogie, electric. Woogie, woogie. Yeah, it's electric. Ouch. Woogie, woogie, woogie. Ouch. Yeah, Why? And then, uh, why you gotta hurt me, Jacob? Why? Why you well, gotta? You don't like the electric slide? That song's a classic. No, no, the tweet. Pretend Stay to like me. Ouch! Listen. Ouch! All Pretend? Right. I see how it is. You're I pretending? See. I wasn't even gonna try. <laughs> Ow! Wow! Ow. There you go. Uh, uh, yes, it wouldn't be us if we weren't the Mean Girls of Warhammer. Yeah. So yeah. I heard. Um, beer is, is, is not fetch. So Super less about fetch. Andrew. Back to me. Um, yeah. No. Back to you. No. Go ahead. <laughs> So an electric smoker really holds heat, like the proper heat levels properly, mm-hmm. like better than a, right. a, 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 car, uh, a side smoker or yep. whatever using charcoal. That's too much work. So I just like to throw some ribs in there, you know, put them on for like four hours. That's done. You know, I just, what's, so are, are you, are you a dry rub? Do you go for a base? Do you brine? Like what's your, what's your technique? It depends on the meat. I dry rub my ribs. Ribs are dry rub. They don't even need no sauce. And then like for a pulled pork, you know, that will get uh, a dry rub, but it will be very wet the whole time. I'll be spraying it. I got, uh, I got some sprayer bottles, you know, mm-hmm. and I just fill them with like some apple cider vinegar, some beer, yeah, vinegar, you know, some good. spices, just cr- cranking on that bitch. Like once an some hour. Some 1922 make- Coca-Cola. Making it wet. <laughs> you want you really the trick to good barbecue is keeping the right moisture balance, right? We all know right. that. Yeah. If you yeah. if you've ever worked on a grill, it's all about moisture. Right. So in smoking, it's the same thing. But the hard part about a smoker is you need to know what's going on in the you smoker know. without actually opening it. Right. right. That's yeah. where we're if you're all, looking. You're not cooking. Yeah. If you're looking, you're dropping that heat like that. You gotta be popping that thing open, sprat, 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 bang, 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 and then closing it. Yep. You yeah. know? Yeah, like you gotta be like the intro scene to the to the uh, the nineties uh, Romeo and Juliet flick. The intro scene with the gas station, the guns. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen that movie. Really, I've never seen that movie. No. Yeah, it's it's it yeah. seems to be back of the zeitgeist now. People keep talking about it. I keep seeing it. I don't know if it's one of those confirmation bias things because I'm aware of it again. I've been more aware that people are talking about it, or if it's it's just it's like weird. Yeah, it's like when you buy a new car and then everyone has it, right? Yeah. Um, I just want to give an update. Uh, the whole reason I'm on the show is to get Frank to um, follow me back on Twitter, and he did. So I'm gonna go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right on. Thanks. Yeah. Well, Thanks, guys. No, that's the I'm perfect here, time so. to do the intro. So welcome everyone. Oh, you we did. did the intro. We uh, we are back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So 27. Yeah, yeah. Episode 27. You're up to 27 already. Already, we've been taking time. <laughs> Where this is this is year three, episode twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I gotta I gotta thank you guys because you're one of the only podcasts I could really follow with any degree of consistency because you release so few episodes that it's just it's not like a you know like a like a my show where it's like one three hour slog every week like disgusting, but. <laughs> you know it's not about for us it's not about the quantity it's about the low quality you know right because right. not only do we release them pretty rarely they're also really bad it's like a yugo we're the yugo of podcasts uh dice dome thank you so much for the tier one sub two years of friendship thank you so much for that um yeah so uh i actually i have to say I need another ranty award. I'm not going to do the ranties this year, but but next year. I want to give you guys the best podcast award. 
Um, no, that's a bad idea. No, no, no. The 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 episode where you're hammered off your ass and you had the inception, the the fucking foghorn. And now I know it, it, that doesn't really narrow air it horn? down. The, the yeah, the the air horn, the little the like no, the rap not. battle, like bat 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 bat. Yeah, the Jamaican horn. Yeah, is that the same episode where he's shouting numbers at me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was the only episode I recorded from a twenty. I, I Jacob wasn't physically with me. I so. damn near crashed my car. I I was I was at work. I was driving, and it was there was that point where like the joke stops being funny, right? But then, if you keep hammering on the joke, it goes all the way back around to hilarity. And there had been a little bit since you did it. And then, like, you just, bit, 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 like, just fucking, and I, like, fucking laugh. I, like, jerk the wheel because I was, like, and I had to fucking slam on the brakes and, like, make emergency, like, stop. It was so fucking funny. So, I guess what I'm saying is, like, I don't listen to Rage of Sigmar at work anymore <laughs> because it's become hazardous. <laughs> too dangerous. Yeah, too um, dangerous. Oh man! Um, if there's a way to describe our podcast, I would say it's that we're repeating a joke until it's not funny, and then it becomes funny again, <laughs> which you will not see coming. Yeah, and frankly, it's going to get unfunny again, but it'll come back again eventually. Right? Yeah, just yeah. just forever, uh, however long it takes. I guess. How do you do episode topics and stuff like that? Because I know I it. it you, don't. you don't. No. <laughs> no, you just you just decide like, okay, hey, hey, like let's let's record an episode. Is that really just? Is it so, is yeah, it just it's, friendship it's, porn? It's, it's mostly it's mostly it's Friendship been six porn. weeks and we haven't we haven't recorded something. Do you want to instead of talking on like on Discord or talking on the phone this Saturday? Do you want to just do an episode? Yeah. So like I don't know if you you know this story. Oh, this uh, is a good Andrew. story. I like this story. This is one of my favorite but, stories. Yeah, it's thanks, not one of my top thanks, five favorite stories. No, uh, it's one of my favorite stories. It's a good one. Uh, so when we before we started the podcast, Joe was was you know a little AOS curious. And we would we would talk on the phone whenever either of us was commuting and driving, probably like which was often, yeah, super like, often, right? Like three, uh, three, four times a week. I was gonna say one to two times a day, but uh, no, that was after we started the podcast. You're right, you're right. Uh, and so we would pretend that there was an NSA agent listening to our phone calls, and we started pretending to be doing a podcast on the phone. So before there was ever a recorded podcast, we were doing a podcast. And I like to call those the lost tapes because we'll never see them again. And it was easily well, the funniest we've ever been. We had lots of friends. I, I had sex with so many porn stars. Like, I, But it's tough because we forgot to hit record. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. So it's crazy. It's like people who like our show and they're like, oh, you guys are so funny. They would be really depressed if they knew how much material we threw out just oh because we did God. it off the air. Well, we like when we're in kind party, of like the cold like open. So angry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of like the cold open today that we didn't record. <laughs> yeah, that was exactly. that was on me. That was on me. We had a forty-minute conversation of like doing Curse City and the oh my Prisoner God, Ask so fan, good. and it was just we were just listing Curse City. We were, like we were riffing on uh, on movie and book titles that involved Curse City, so it'd be like. Um... <laughs> yeah, and it was it was like a long conversation. Like it was probably thirty-five minutes of us just saying Curse City and this and like Curse you know, City attack like, of kids and like. Yeah, and like our wives are just rolling their eyes to the back of their skull, like. But we're laughing because me and Jacob are just giggling on the phone, like "Curse City" and the prisoner asked him. Curse City, oh, we built Curse City on rock and roll. <laughs> you know, it's just like so funny. It's so funny. We had so much fun. So, uh, all right, this yeah. bit is getting old. Right. Yeah, the microphone so bit. Yeah, it's. Oh no, where's it going? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, maybe it's not getting home. <laughs> it's like that. 
Cover cover more of your face. Yeah, yeah I, I I like the uh I like the sunglasses. I liked it more full in the face, but, but... it was yeah, I felt like Darth Vader, right? It's kinda Would you say Darth Vader or would you say Darth like? <laughs> Darth Tater? <laughs> Just you look like a famous look. painting. Look. You need a bowler hat. <laughs> pretty big. It looks pretty big. <laughs> yeah, it's big. That's what she. That's uh, never what she said. That's, All right. that's what I like about you. <laughs> How's that Is that better? Do I sound good, guys? Do I still sound good? I'm like, do, you look a Frank, little, message you look me like on Twitter again. Do I sound weird. good, Frank? Frank, I need to know if I sound good, Frank. <laughs> All, All I care about is your friend. approval of my sound quality, Frank. Please, yeah. Please tell me the sound quality is good because there's nothing a, else good about pop, this show but the lighting and pop. maybe the sound quality. My pop filter got loose. Hang on, I gotta tighten it. <laughs> I won't say too many p words. <laughs> pumpkin pie. You know, I, pumpkin pie. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let me just adjust this. Tip of the lips to eat the tongue. Tip of the lips to teeth the tongue. Well, mine is uh, ours was uh, many mumbling mice are making midnight music in the moonlight. What? Isn't tight. Fuck! Did you just say to me? Many mumbling <laughs> mice are making midnight music in the moonlight. Mighty nice, and then just. Many mums like and you just you just say it over and over and over again. I was I was referencing Letterkenny, but that's okay. I I must not have gotten to that episode yet. Um, I'm only like about halfway through season one. Uh, they yeah. just did the uh, fart book or whatever. I think is what they did. Classic, classic so, fart yeah. book. I yeah. thought I was watching that show, but then it turned out I was watching Number Freddy. <laughs> How did you make that mistake? <laughs> Letterkenny, Number Freddy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just it, it sort of rhymed, and you're like, yeah. It doesn't rhyme. It's it's thematic. It's synonyms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cinnamons are words that are cinnamons. Yeah, cinnamons are words that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or does it mean the same thing? Uh synonyms are same. Antonyms are opposite, and uh, contronyms are contradictory terms. Like literally. I always thought cinnamon went on French toast. That's what I thought. Yeah, I will. I will say, I uh, cinnamon. Cinnamon is definitely one of my top five lap dances that I've uh, that I've gotten at a Warhammer <laughs> tournament. Killed it! She killed it! Was Walk this at Brew City? Uh, gold, was Gold Standard or whatever the hell it is? Because uh, oh, tied it. Brew City was awful. <laughs> City, I I lost I lost a piece of my soul on that couch. Really? <laughs> so I was already only at a fraction. Ty has that couch in his house now, right? He must have. I mean, he put. He paid so much money. That's a beautiful thing. So what are we talking about? Okay, you know what? I have I have a rant. I'm on Rantcast and I have a rant. Oh my. All right. Oh, All right. He's going to say it. Oh. People of the chat. How many people are in the chat? Six? Uh, seven. <sighs> Fucking killing it. All right. All seven of you do not buy a coffee grinder on the internet. I have purchased three coffee grinders this week. Three. Three. That's too, too many, right? Who buys three coffee grinders? I want fresh roasted beans in the morning. I cannot live without fresh ground espresso. My name is Joseph Mario Pagano. Don't think I drink regular coffee, bro. It's These are his stories. Cappuccinos, little cups, hand out like that, little lemon twist. I yeah. want it all, right? So... You do, do you do do you do the latte art on your own latte? Yes, every time. It's usually a dick. Um, <laughs> every so, I bought a coffee grinder. I've been using pre-ground espresso like a fucking peasant for the last. God, two Jesus! Years. How do you live? It's disgusting. It's like I might as well be drinking fucking Folgers, you know? That's the worst part of waking up. It's depression in a cup. See, right? We have different so, takes on this, but finish yours. 
No, so check this out, right? I buy a coffee grinder from who? Who do you think I buy it from? Like a schmuck, like a fucking Bezos, fucking Bezos from Chef Bezos. Chef Bezos, he sold me a coffee grinder. Chef Boyar Bezos. It comes in one day because you know what? I pay for Prime because I'm a. I don't know. I'm fucking a hypocrite because you know, a huge hypocrite. I'm a, I'm a huge hypocrite. That's yeah. what it is. I love convenience and I hate myself. Yeah. So and the planet I, and the planet and the planet and fuck, I don't know whatever. But I love coffee. So coffee grinder comes. <laughs> I, I have a half chub, maybe even three quarters. I'm like, yes, my coffee grinder's here. I'm gonna have some fresh roasted beans in the morning before work. It's gonna be, it's gonna be beautiful, right? You I actually was, did a little dance when you when you I, got that in the mail, didn't you? Like, oh yeah. I, I bet you did. <laughs> I was coffee. I was coffee grinding. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So then, this coffee grinder comes right, and I open the box. And when I open the cardboard box, this is not the box that the grinder is in. I'm the box that the box is in. Right? Some black shit falls out. So I'm like, what the fuck is that? So I open the box that the coffee grinder is in. The second box. What's in the fucking box? A dirty What's in the box? Yeah. A dirty fucking coffee grinder. It dirty. was disgusting. Someone had purchased a coffee grinder. Purchased. A coffee grinder, ground coffee in it, and then returned it <laughs> to Amazon, thinking that they were the best grifter in the world. But little does anyone know that this grift is common because I call Amazon and I'm like, hey, you know, you guys sent me a fucking coffee grinder that was fucking dirty and I ain't like it. So you got to give me a new one. Send me a new coffee grinder and I'll send you this one. It could be an honest mistake. Maybe someone sent it back the return and got back put on the wrong shelf and then it got sent to me. I don't mind. I don't care. Things happen. I'm not trying to get someone fired. Boom. Second coffee grinder comes. I open it up. What do you think happens? Is it also used? I hope it's used it, as well. It, someone had ground cumin inside of it. It was filled with cumin. And it was missing all of, it was like missing the grinder part. Like there was like a little cap. <laughs> so I'm like, what the fuck? This is the second one. What the fuck? <laughs> so I call Amazon again and I'm like, you know, I'm not rude to customer service employees. They no. didn't pack the fucking package. No. So I'm like, hey, you know, Unbelievable. this thing happened to me. You're not going to Two times in the same week, literally a day apart. They're both fucking dirty. What's going on with this? The girl's like, oh my God, that's awful. She's like, I'll send you another one. I said, please don't. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> Please do not send me another one. She's like, why don't you buy a different one? I was like, no, I'm not buying a different <laughs> one. Guys, because I'm an asshole already from buying it for you and tr trusting it twice. But I remember being at work the whole day yesterday going like, you think that new one's going to come and be fucking dirty too? <laughs> what? It was a self-fulfilling prophecy. I'm so upset about it, right? So then, so today, I'm like, all right, I go to Target. I figure, fuck, you know, it's the same shit as Amazon, just with the prettier colors and like $10 more on prices. So I buy a coffee grinder and I get it at Target and I'm holding it in my hands. So I'm leaving the store and I'm like, I should look in the box. I should look in the box. I should look in the box. And I'm like, no, don't look in the box. Don't look in the box. You're going to look weird. They're going to think you're doing something shady. I don't know. I have anxiety sometimes. So I was like, I don't know, whatever. So I drove home. And I'm driving my car. I'm like, I'm actually on the phone with a good friend of ours. His name is Jawan Noah Singh amazing squig player amazing and it's crazy he's a great guy i love him he's in maine right now he probably doesn't have any internet so he's not watching this because they don't have internet in maine yet um i get home i open the coffee grinder and it's clean i breathed a sigh of relief it was like my body shuddered i was like oh <laughs> so i ground some coffee right i ground some coffee i'm so excited i brew it i make a nice cup of coffee i sit down at the table with my wife and my daughter i'm gonna have a nice cup of coffee i'm showing my wife i'm showing my wife this fucking model i painted today this fucking i'll show you it look it's a vampire there it is right nice I fucking painted 
vampire. I'm like, babe, look at this fucking vampire right here. And as I take it back, my elbow hits the cup of coffee and I knock it all over myself. I didn't even get to drink any fucking coffee. It was a four day ordeal. I I've been well. Holy shit. Oh, man. So uh, a couple things. First off, there is a special hell set aside for people who are rude to, to folks on customer service. Like, or just rude to anyone who's not being rude to you first, right? Like, that's well, it. Well, like, people call oh, up I mean, customer service and they start, like, half-cocked and, like, ready to, like, just rage yeah. at, at the person. Like, come on now. Like, working in a call center is one of the worst things on the planet. It's... Agreed. There's a, there's a, 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 a Palinok book... It's doomed, damned is the is the series, and uh, like there's a section of hell that is basically a call center, and like they just work in a call center with dirty diapers and garbage everywhere. And I'm like, yep, that's that would be my idea of hell. But you know, you should talk to AOS coach about coffee grinders and stuff like that. I know he's a, a big coffee connoisseur. Yet another thing y'all have in common. Uh, uh, you know, you know what's really funny is um, you should not coach. Oh no. <laughs> I'm not trying to hate on Anthony or anything, but like, um, Sydney isn't really the coffee mecca of Australia if you talk to the guys from Melbourne. <laughs> so, and I talk to the guys from Melbourne every day. Yeah, all the <laughs> every time. day. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to Sam Moore. Is, is this how the gang war started? Is is uh, is like over coffee? <laughs> like... No, no. It's it started off uh, over coach being anti-Semitic. Ow. Wow. Okay. It's yeah. a, there's a big, no, it's real. We're going to go there. We can go I, there. I prefer not to, All right, we won't. not, not this episode. No, that's uh, a, yeah, you didn't, didn't want too much controversy. <laughs> yeah. Not, not to start international fucking beef. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're honest war gamers, you know? Yeah. So we will be honest with you about why it's kind of the way it is mm -hmm. so that's it if you want to know we'll tell you i'll tell you outside of the episode if anyone wants to message me i can send screenshots yeah i don't have them saved in my phone i can get them on a on a backup disc oh. yeah I, I can get them yeah so yeah. you kept the receipts yeah exactly you know, um but you know so uh oh wait i want to interrupt jacob um i speaking of keeping receipts <laughs> i know this dude who's a total piece of shit i grew up with he's a total racist fuck this scumbag and he's an nypd police officer now and i have screenshots i am ready for the first time he fucking kills somebody or gets like caught up in some police brutality bullshit i'm fucking sending that to all the newspapers i don't give a fuck yeah so do you want, yeah. you want to name drop him real quick joe uh yeah chris levy <laughs> just like a character assassination <laughs> it's not even dot, character assassination. Dot episode. he did it himself yeah that's true yep. i mean he did yeah, himself. No one, no one to blame but himself. Right. Um, so anyway, Andrew, thanks for coming on our show. We're gonna do a quick segment uh, that I like to call Top Five. Yeah, uh, Top Five. Where yeah, so so Joe and I prepared some some Top Fives about our favorite topics did, in AOS. Did you get the show notes, Andrew? I didn't. Uh, sorry, I, I don't. Uh, I don't do anything nearly as professional as that. I okay. sent you guys the show. I sent did you? The show notes. You sent the show notes. Can, you want, they oh, must. No, you know, no, they must have got lost in the mail. Probably with probably with your fourth coffee grinder somewhere. A different Andrew. Son of a bitch. Whatever. He's going to be confused. Yeah. Well, anyway, so uh, so Joe and I like to write top five lists about our favorite topics. Uh, so my top five is uh, is about my favorite models that Joe has ever painted. Oh, let me hear uh, it. So, so number five is his corn blood altar. Ooh, really? A piece of yeah. 
I really his <laughs> his blood altar is really good. It's got the non-metallic gold all throughout. Uh, the orange really pops. You've got that blue that shine the 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 freehand on the blue. Yeah, yeah. Pat yourself on the back, Joe. You did a fucking great job. Um, awesome. And for all of you audio listeners, you can't see it, but Joe is holding up the model right now, uh, and it's just fucking stunning. Uh, number four is his uh, his his bird thirster. He made a blood thirster out of Magnus the Red. It's not uh, even finished, and it's one of your favorites. That's beautiful. So Actually, fucking cool. That. It's so fucking model, right? cool. He's got this giant swingy whip and a big old axe on his hip. Uh, yeah, it's fucking awesome. What's the it. what's the skull from, Joe? The skull is actually from Magnus. That's from Magnus. No kidding. Yeah, and there. The more you and know. He needs some more work, but he'll get. Does he? One. I think he's fucking great. Such a good conversion. Uh, number three, yeah. uh, and this is sort of a cop out because it's a, a number of different things, but it's it's everything you've done for Cursed City so far. So your your Halbrecht City Watch captain, the thank you. Uh, the um. These can all the be witch found hunters. on my my Twitter yep. page is yep. at the hymen of, of serpents. Hymen of serpents. Yeah, they all look fucking great. His zombies have a cool pastel look to them. Uh, mm. Yeah, just and fucking wonderful. Number two is uh, your Prince Duval from the the Underworlds oh, yeah. vampire set. Just finished today. Hasn't even hit Twitter. I got the inside track. It's oh, yeah. so fucking good. On the Twitter. corpse, the corpse yeah. paint, the corpse paint on his on his eye. It's, and like the way you did the 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 empty eyeball with like the white looks so fucking cool. Link, the link. leather. Uh, chat gang is calling for links. Um, you can just search my Twitter at at a hymn of serpents. Yeah, I, yeah. Do I the legwork, bitches. We're we're in the middle of recording. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you can like, follow, retweet. You know, and do a brother a favor. Yeah, yeah. Hook you know? a brother. So it's number one. I really need to know what. Do you want to guess? Is. Do you want to guess what number one is? Uh, of all of the models I've ever painted, which one is your favorite? Out of all the models I've ever painted, I have no idea. It's your fish hunter frigate. Oh, my ironclad? Is that the ironclad? Oh, that's... No, no, the fish hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's chase your dreams. On my too. It's that's so fucking ridiculous. good. Uh, so he like Never got this three D printed big old like, I guess like guppy looking uh, fish, and then. The ironclad is chasing it, and it's like the ironclad is made for, or, you know, not the ironclad. The frigate is made from like all sorts of other weird spare bits. So like all of his his KO is themed as like underwater, uh, and like submarines and stuff. And it's super fucking cool because it attaches with a metal rod to the guy that's actually on the base. So it's going to be so fucking hard for you to play with, but it's so cool. <laughs> I'm going to break everything. Model. Just grab empty bases. That like that's that's all you can do. Bring the model and then swap it out for an empty base when you have to get it engaged with something. It's gonna look so good yeah. in your I don't think it will be running problem. away pile. The problem is gonna be like playing on the table with it because your hand's gonna hit it. Yeah. So yeah, I have a top five list here. Um, did you do no, one? My five, top five. Yeah, I did. I did three. Nice. So oh, there you go. We got at least two hours to go before Andrew gets to talk again. Um, these are my top five favorite times Jacob drank too much. Uh, here we go. <laughs> So, I was there for four out of five of these, but I'll start with the one I wasn't there for. Number five is a story of the um, when you did your kangaroo court and you oh, went, no. up to, you went up to uh, Twain Hart. So, we used to be in a club that had like a, a, a club getaway once a year. We'd go to Twain Hart in California. Our friend Mike, uh, he owned a house up there. And um, 
they would do when you got into the club, they would do a kangaroo court. And if you don't know what a kangaroo court is, a kangaroo court is where they accuse you of ridiculous and unbased or even things that are true about you. And if you're found guilty of them, you have to take a shot. So um, Jacob showed up about an hour and a half late, two hours late or something to his kangaroo court, hammered, got hammered with a tray of, he brought a tray of fried rice, like a fucking <laughs> giant tray of fried rice. And then he promptly after his kangaroo court when he was too drunk he threw fried rice at everyone and then vomited in our friend ed's 500 dollars shoes like inside i fucking fell him up he looked like he was looking for something to throw up in and he found a shoe like a really nice leather shoe and threw up inside of it so that that that's jacob right there um so this number four is we at jacob's bachelor party there's a couple stories from jacob's bachelor party in here but um jacob Barry. We went to a drag queen brunch and we, <laughs> bottomless mimosas were 15 bucks. So we drank $1 mimosas. We had 15 mimosas at in one brunch. And then um, Jacob promptly uh, attempted to twerk on the wall with his leg. He attempted. He, he successfully, he successfully twerked. twerked, yeah. He did a handstand twerk with his feet on the wall in a really nice restaurant that did a drag queen brunch. And the bouncer was like, if you fucking do that again, I'm tossing you from here. Like, that's that's my number two. Um, that's my number four. That's number two, two number four. Number four. Number three is um, when he slapped Joe Cryer in the face of the Decathlon. <laughs> I haven't even heard this one. <gasps> oh, fuck yeah. Joe Cryer. <laughs> Joe Cryer was just having a friendly conversation with a very drunk Jacob Barry. <laughs> very assaulted him. <laughs> Uh, it's actually it's I, actually one of the things like of all the things I've done while drunk that's one of the things I regret the most. So um are you a bad yeah. drunk? Are you like are you I've I've oh, encountered no. you like a I'm couple times lo- loopy but like not like there are you know there are bad drunks out there where they're just like you're like yeah, oh yeah. fuck. Uh, it, you don't know what you're going to get. That's okay. that's the best I'll say. And neither do I. I don't know what you're going like to get. Russian and I'm usually roulette. I'm not really there for it, you know. Yeah. You'll, you'll tell me what happened the next day, but I, I wasn't present. Yeah, you're, I did that. What an asshole! You're a little so bit like my buddy Keegan, who 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 we we call his uh we call his drunken alter ego blackout because he just he just wakes up the yes. next day and like he once he hits that certain threshold, he is no longer himself. His alter ego steps in and like takes over. He has I've a blacked out a couple times. I use that mostly as a uh, a responsibility shield. Yeah, yeah. So, so um. I'll tell the story really fast because I have so many top five favorite things about Jacob. Um, <laughs> yeah, go on. But when he slapped Joe Cryer, I'm standing in the uh, convention hall and it's late. Like we had played day one. We were all kind of drunk except Joe Cryer because he doesn't drink. And maybe Rob Simes is there and sober or whatever. And there were. Yeah, like, he's straight like, edge. There's probably like Nerd. Six, <laughs> probably six sober people in the hall and two of them are of age. And uh, I turn. And I look, and Jacob's maybe like 50 feet away from me, and I just see his arm move, and I hear like a... And Joe Cryer's like... And I'm like, oh my god, he just hit Joe Cryer. And then I was like, so I'm like going towards him like something's going to happen. I'm like, oh, Joe Cryer isn't going to fight him. <laughs> no one's going to fight for Joe Cryer either, so that was that. Joe Cryer certainly won't. I'll right after that, my number two... Um, Jacob passed out at the bar and I'm like, come on, dude, our hotel was across the way. We had to go around the lake. You know, Andrew, you've been there, right? You've been in Adepticon, you know, yeah. the second hotel. Yep, yep. Okay. So it's like, a, you got to go through this parking lot. It's March. We're in outside of Chicago. It's cold out, you know, and Jacob's Fucking in basketball. Freezing. Was it raining? It was raining. Jacob's in basketball shorts and this t-shirt. That's it. Right. And he, he's not in basketball shorts. He's actually in corn leggings and that shirt. 
right. corn leggings, and like corn leggings, the ones that yeah. GW sells, the ladies' pants that are made for corn. Yeah, yeah. Not not corn like the, the thing you eat or the really. No, no I was thinking like it was made out of like corn husks. You know, he's trying to be green. <laughs> oh, cool. Oh, cool. So he's so itchy. He, he's passed out of the bar and I'm like trying to wake him up. I'm like, yo, let's go back to the hotel. We're super drunk. He just gets up. He like looks at me like one of these like <laughs> and he leaves. He leaves. So I'm like, oh, fuck. I got to follow him. I follow him out. I don't even think I paid my tab. We, we, we walk outside and he's just, it's raining and he just starts running. He starts running. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like out of shape. I was like pretty heavy at the time. I'm like jogging behind him. I'm like, oh God, I'm too fat for this shit. You know? And I'm, he gets to the lake and he just starts running around the lake away from our hotel. And he's on the other side of the lake. I'm standing there like, oh my God, this idiot. It's so cold out. It's raining. And I just hear from across the lake, and we are back. <laughs> and it just keeps going. And it's just so, it was so funny. Um, and then my, my number one favorite trunk memory of Jacob is um, he lost his shoes on Bourbon Street in a bar. Not a bar. A bar. That's nice of you. <laughs> After uh, a, uh, a couch, a couch sales. After a, a late night couch sales yeah. location. After vomiting on a server, <laughs> and, then, and then he slept. He slept shoeless, fly open on the ground of Bourbon Street. Two days after Mardi Gras ended, I can't even believe you're alive still. You honestly, it's it's luck. It's you just have dumb, pure dumb luck. You have so much <laughs> good, in and common really with good friends. You have so much in common with my friend Keegan. It's not even funny. Like he um. <laughs> Like there, there might be like, are you blackout? Like, are you blackout's third alter ego? Um, I mean, it's not my story to tell, but one of our favorite Keegan stories is. Uh, I'll tell it anyway. I'll tell it anyway. Um, is one of the times like he he basically got held up by a by like a prostitute, and she she robbed him, but she felt so bad for him because <laughs> he was so hammered, and he must have been some kind of way that she called him a cab and paid the cab to get him home, and he gave the cabbie the wrong address. <laughs> Legendary. What a legend! <laughs> legendary. Um, oh my god! No, so where? So first of all, where does the "We Are Back" come from? It's like the calling card. Is it just like you started doing it one day? You thought it was so fucking funny. You kept going. Like it was from when we would call each other. Anytime we answered the phone when the other was calling, we answered with "End." We are back. Really? Because we were pretending to have a podcast. Yeah. So we've been doing it for like five years. <laughs> this, this is where the and it's, so it's just. It's just like it's. Be- I mean, catchphrases are, are. I hear they're big. They're big in the podcast world. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. Catch bits. We have like the same six bits that we're running all the time. Yeah, like your top and five over list and over and well. Speaking of, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, my next top five list is the the top five things you might not know about Joe Pagano. <laughs> uh, so, so number five is uh, his favorite drink is a bullet old fashioned. I know you're drinking it with uh, with peanut butter whiskey right now. Up, but yeah, bullet is yeah. my favorite. Bullet bourbon, bourbon, really? Yeah. yeah bullet okay. Bourbon. It's, it's it's a good, good mixer. Like it's not it's a good it's mid-tier. Not good enough that you feel bad mixing it. Yeah. But it's good enough that it really adds to the, the drink. You know what it's the one that everyone has? You don't want to fall in love with a whiskey that's too good or too rare or a bourbon that's too good or too rare because you're not going to be able to get it anywhere. I go to Maker's Mark. I go to Maker's Mark for a similar reason. Like if, I, if I'm if i in a yeah. bar and I, I usually go with a whiskey sour or a, a bourbon if sour. If I hate myself, I'll, I would drink that too. 
Uh, I go so with bourbon. Yeah, I, I go with bourbon sours, and uh, and they're like they'll be like, oh, what is it? Or you know, what are you drinking? Well, there's two traps with like wanting to drink good bourbon. You have no idea what a local bar across the country that you end up in charges for their fucking top shelf bourbon. Or even medium shelf. Yeah. 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 No, so in the city where it's like seventy dollars for a glass of good whiskey or or scotch, and you're just like, I'm not paying that tonight, man. Yeah. Yeah. So so I, I do make. I actually paid one hundred and twenty five dollars for a glass of whiskey once out to dinner with Margot. You did? Yeah. Oh my. They had God. a they had a Pappy Van Winkle on the on the menu, and I was like, Oh, you don't see that very often, and it didn't list a price, and I was like, Whatever, I'm getting it. I'm gonna get a double. A double Pappy Van Winkle, <laughs> and the bill bad. shows up, and it's two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> it's like more than your food was. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, significant, like more than our food for the week was. Yeah, I had a... was like, did you really just fucking do that? I was like, well, it's already inside of me now, so <laughs> <laughs> you can have it back. I had a I had a McCollum like twenty or thirty year McCollum or Mac- CJ McCollum the, the good one. There's there's two like because there's like a parody brand that's like sells roughly at the same price, but it was like a twenty year. It was really high end at at uh, DC when it was all being paid for by the uh, the company I was working for at the time. I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That the like, give me like, what's your most expensive? I literally like the uh, my fa- you know the uh, you know, give me your cheapest finest your your cheapest finest you know beer or whatever. Like this was like, no, what is the most expensive whiskey you have here? And they're I'll like, have, oh, this. I'll have your finest wine. This gonna be this one. It's uh, three hundred dollars for a bottle. I'll have your eight dollarest bottle of wine. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Sorry. I interrupted the. Uh, I interrupted right, so yeah. the rant with a rant that's, within a rant. It was rantception. Uh, Go on. That's number five. Number four, what you might not know about Joe Pagano, he's a he's a really terrific cook. Uh, he sends pictures. So another fun story, uh, Joe and I would send each other little videos of us making breakfast and singing along with as as like the bacon is sizzling, we would sing about it. Uh, it was pretty fun. <laughs> you're you're a straight up about- storybook couple. You know, like you're a sitcom couple. Like you you, it's so like it's almost sickening how like real this is that you're this. Like, I know there's bits involved, but, like, the best friendship that, like, blossomed at a wedding and all the, like, the story that we hear, and this is... This is the third time we've talked today. <laughs> it is. Like, I, I'm simultaneously, like, like very, like, happy and, like, that such a relationship exists, but also kind of sad because I don't have a friendship like this in my life, and so, like, I feel, like... <laughs> I'm really sad. I'm really sad that more people don't have a Joe Pagano in their life. But also, I'll say, go get fucked, bud. Get your own best friend. <laughs> um, right. You know what's, what's really funny is like what you have. Like you feel bad, but like, does your wife like you? Because ours don't. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My best our, friend our is wife, is my is my partner. Definitely like. So my wife likes Joe a lot more than she likes me, and which wife. is why I know she's the right person for me. Yeah. Because I don't want to talk to anybody in the world about anything except about how great Joe Pagano is. <laughs> All right. True. Sometimes I try to tell her stories about things you've done and it's not as funny. And then I'll like, get a text from Joe and I'll laugh. I'm like, what, what was it? I'm like, it's, it's Warhammer drama that Joe sent me. Do you want to know? She's like, no. no, just go have fun. The, the things we put our significant others through with Warhammer. Like you either conscript them into Warhammer or you just accept that that part of your life is over here and your partner's over there. Speaking of, big <laughs> shout out to Dayton Obrey. He's like, 
he's really put in the effort to get his his wife Nicole Obrey into the game, and she's killing it. Fucking awesome! I'm really loving that she's like playing in TTS tournaments and and building this fucking Ideneth army. Yeah. Uh, also, she's way funnier than he is, so I really hope that she like fully takes over his podcast and kicks Jeff off. Yeah, like Rocco, your girl is. I'm sorry, Rocco, watching this back or listen to this later, buddy. But but your wife is far, the far more like uh, entertaining person on the microphone. Like she's she just uh, it, that she's worked in theater shows. She commands she commands a, a microphone. Also true for for Danny Carroll, even though Danny is very funny and handsome and talented. His significant other, Ash, Ash is like she was on our show. He like he tried to make a joke out of it. He was going to come on our show, and he gave the the mic to Ash, and uh, she like bantered with us for an hour. And it's the best hour of podcasting we've ever had. Yeah, that was Rocco's mistake too. Is he like he had his wife come on, and and then it was just like it was like okay, now this is the now this is uh this is the uh the the Rocco's show. So that was that was good stuff. Um, yeah. But Joe used to send me photos of anyway. Back to my top five list. Let me yeah, talk yeah. about myself and my <laughs> love for Joe Pagano. Uh, he would send me pictures of like shaksuka that he had made for breakfast. Uh, he once, when he was here for NashCon two years ago, he cooked a, uh, a fettuccine Alfredo that was like from scratch. It was fucking unreal, amazing, and it was so it hurt me so badly that that fettuccine Alfredo was so good because if it's done properly, it really doesn't reheat well the next day at all because okay. the cream and the butter well, yeah because they separated yeah because yeah. you have to make the you make the 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 sauce with the the cream and butter basically and you throw what it like yep. uh parmesan so reggiano more, in it and... yeah so he cooks with more cheese and butter than like paula dean but he's also and this is part of the the top four things you might not know about him he's also pretty painfully lactose intolerant <laughs> True. Maybe True. It, like it's painful for him, but it's more painful, I think, for his family because they have to be around him while he's just like farting and shitting everywhere. <laughs> well, like, everywhere. are you so some people can do milkshakes when they're lactose intolerant? Can you do milkshakes or is it just that's, everything's that's, off? That's my kryptonite. I'll just die. <laughs> Soft serve ice cream goes in, right? <laughs> the same way it goes out. <laughs> no, it's hot when it comes out. <laughs> Probably 13 minutes after I eat it. It's just like... <laughs> it's like a fucking... <laughs> it's like a fucking... It's like you're a fucking rocket ship burning up an Atmo and it has to jettison like the back half. It's, just <laughs> like... it's like... If, if, if you could imagine like the opposite of a frost machine. Like, it's like the same color and all, but like just like... <laughs> they pull the lever and it's hot. It's spiraling. <laughs> it's coming out. Oh, you so forget you're into... shitting a twist cone. <laughs> uh, this leads into my the the fun fact number three about mm-hmm. Joe, because uh, it's a good story. Is uh, he's a he's an incredibly loud vomiter. <laughs> <laughs> like unbelievably loud. It sounds like he's practicing karate and doing a ki, and then there's a splatter. <laughs> And, and the way I learned this was oh, at my bachelor party. This is a good weekend, yeah. Yeah, it was a fucking amazing week. I never want to go back. Um, I'm a fraction of a man that I used to be. Yeah. Uh, so we go to this place that's like known for their burgers and their uh, it's like a pineapple hurricane. Yeah. And and they do bake these like great baked potatoes. And Joe gets a baked potato hand and puts on all of yeah. The, that's what, that's what it was the the pineapple hand grenade. Um, and which is like a dairy based pineapple. <laughs> No, it's not dairy. Long... So it's like all pineapple juice and there we go. vodka and like 
Curacao. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And then and then Joe got one of those dangerous potato, drinks. Like and he put just... probably like half of a container of I sour to, cream I on this big potato. I usually eat a lot of sour cream. Like I've ordered a burrito <laughs> at Chipotle and I've literally told the woman, you can ask Tony Pacheco and Chad Pond, Tony Pacheco from War Scroll Builder. I told the woman in Sacramento, I want you to be worried about me. <laughs> I swear to God. I was like, I want sour can I get a lot of sour cream on that? And she's like, How much? I was like, I want you to be worried about me. <laughs> That might be my best way to order a topping ever. Oh my god! Like I need you so, to be physically concerned. <laughs> That's how much I need you to. I need you after this to go talk to your manager because you're worried about the liability of giving me that much sour cream. So, so we eat. We get. We're like we're drinking the whole day. We're walking. I guess to like the next bar. And, and like there was more sour cream than baked potato. Like you know the joke. Like how much. Uh, how much coffee do you want in your whiskey? Well, it was how much potato do you want with your sour cream? So we're walking to the next spot, and Joe's behind me, and I just hear him shouting and some splashing sounds going on. I'm like, what the hell's going on? I look, and he's vomiting, and it literally, here's what it sounds like. Ready? Ha! <laughs> oh my god. We then went to the bar and I kept drinking for like six hours. I would like alter I was like, I need to hydrate, and I was getting coarse light. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked for the Egyptians, right? Like <laughs> I was a champion that night. Yeah. You 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 always have been and you always will be. Yeah, the puke and rally is, is a rare talent. I've I've only done it a handful of times. Like that that my puke and rally skill goes on cooldown for like two years. It depends for me. Sometimes I just get really sleepy, so like the rally part sort of goes away. Yeah, fair um, enough. Okay, number two. While and this is the same weekend. While in uh, in New Orleans uh, for my bachelor party. Not your bachelor party. Yeah, in in 40, 42 minutes. Uh, Joe found a cursed ring. <laughs> <laughs> so he's found cursed swords, and now he found a fucking cursed ring. Ring was first, but I did find the, the ring. The ring was first. So <laughs> we find we're, we're staying at this like really weird house. It's like Doctor Seuss and M. C. Escher had like a threesome metal with, metal like, with like awesome. a really Art bad. Gallery. It was weird. Awesome. There was a I'm surprised there. none of us hurt ourselves because there were so many sharp edges there. Awesome. Look how they stood on the edge of the roof. Yeah, you were shouting down at the man with like a, a Jedi shirt. Quoting Bane, but talking about alcoholism. <laughs> and wearing a red riding hood cape. It's one of my favorite memories of you. Hang on, I'll bring up but the... Yeah. Keep telling this story, I'll bring up yeah, the so, Instagram so photo. Joe, like, among other things, Joe finds this ring. And I, I want to say it was like a, a, like a, a really tacky, like fake, ruby red ring or something. And he wore it for like a day or two. And a lot of bad things happened. So we decided it was cursed. And he... <laughs> That's on that's on the, the, the third story rooftop like patio <laughs> of this like weird bizarre home that we stayed in. 
Amazing. It also had like it had like shop windows in the front, so there were like these like so mannequins weird. and like glass uh, glass. Yeah, see, the the mannequins is a no for me. That's that's where I'm like, yeah, we're getting fucking murdered in this was, place. Like, with a library in there, and there, oh, I found all those karate medals. Remember? I was oh yeah, yeah. And then karate he, tournament. He wore, yeah, he like walked around with karate medals. Like, yeah, one is in youth karate. Those seven girls didn't stand a fucking chance. It said like 2011 youth karate champion. I was like, yeah, I won this. Like, those fucking kids didn't stand a chance. <laughs> so anyway, Joe 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 cast the ring out into the abyss, back from whence it came, and I'm worried that we need to find it again. Otherwise, it will find its way back to us. <laughs> I swear to God, if I ever wake up and that fucking ring is somewhere in my house, I'll kill myself. No, you're gonna you're gonna end up encountering some individual one day, like on the street, and like they're gonna say something super sinister to you before like gripping a cane, and you're gonna see the ring on the fucking thing, and you're gonna like do the double take, and then they're gonna be fucking gone, and then it's just gonna turn into a horror movie. I bet you, here's the thing, it's going to be Chai and you're going to be playing him round five. <laughs> oh, that'd be great, that'd be great. So what's number one? Because these have all been amazing. Yeah, these are pretty you wanna, good. You want to take a guess? Because it's going back to a story we've already told. Um, favorite thing, people don't know about me. I don't know, go for it. Alright, my favorite thing about Joe that you might not know is that he is incredibly vindictive, but also <laughs> incredibly fair. So the same night that I slapped Joe Cryer, after sprinting in circles around this lake, he and I are in the fucking <laughs> elevator going back to the hotel room. And and this is the other part of that night that I regret more than anything I've ever done in my life. Uh, top five, but that's a different list. Uh, <laughs> I turn and, and I slapped Joe in the elevator. And he looks at me and he goes, he goes, you're going to fucking regret that. And I felt really bad. I knew he wasn't going to fight me because I like didn't. I was like, I didn't. I didn't know he wasn't going to fight me. But I was like, I don't think he's going to fight me. I've done shittier things than this. This is also top five, different list. Uh, and uh, he's like, Yeah, you're going to regret this. But we're going to go to sleep now. So this is probably like <clears throat> one a.m. and we're hammered after Adepticon. And uh, Joe is a notoriously early riser. And I, when I'm drunk, need to sleep it off. So Joe's awake at 4.15. And he goes, Jacob, wake up. Jacob, he turns on all the lights in our room. Jacob, wake up. We're going to watch college humor videos. Oh, <laughs> you're going to regret slapping me. I did. I did. I woke up still so drunk and hungover. I wanted to die. He's like, nope, you're fucking staying awake. And we're watching Batman. Batman. <laughs> and we watched, we watched so many college humor Batman videos. And uh, I regretted. I, I mean, I got what I deserved. Uh, and have you gotten drunk and just go. arbitrarily slapped people <laughs> since? Like, did you learn your lesson? No, no, that was, no, the, that was the first time. That was yeah. the first and last time I've ever done it. Second Weird. time, but yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that Same that that, that, that that night, night there you just night. got something in. Well, you know, the way alcohol works is, it's, you know, it basically like blocks off certain stuff. So you're if you're in some type of a headspace going in, and then you get drunk, that shit is just going to stay with you for throughout that. Mm throughout that like episode so this is a good segue because this brings me into the top five times i almost stopped being your friend <laughs> please tell me one of them is the pasta it's number one. <laughs> all right number five not being a groomsman at your wedding after i planned your bachelor party yeah i was thinking about that recently i was actually looking back at wedding photos like 
why the fuck wasn't Joe one of my my groomsmen? It's fine. You were one of mine. I mean, either. let's let's really be honest. The question I was asking wasn't why wasn't Joe one of my groomsmen. The question is why was Sam my best man instead of Joe? He's your brother. It doesn't answer the question. Yeah. Oh, whatever. So yeah, number five was that. Um, number four was the time that we were playing at Saws and you actually used tactics. <laughs> I did, I did do that. But that was right after we had started the game with our dance deployment. That's on another one of my top five lists. <laughs> okay. okay. So dance deployment? No, no, no we'll, gotta we'll wait for it. It's we'll on a different that. top five. Okay. Um, so but, at, but I, at Saws, did I use? Yeah. Yeah, he put a unit in Warhammer Fantasy. He had a unit like set like this, and then he set like two of his other units off to the flanks that were had a frenzy, so they had a charge. But if he didn't make the long bomb charge, they would only go like a half inch and stop because they couldn't come within an inch of one of his units. It was a genius play. Mm-hmm. It made me so angry because I was bad at Warhammer Fantasy. Um, number three is the time you smacked me at Adepticon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two is the one time, the one sole time that we played Malifaux against each other. It was how many times did I say gotcha? Or Every, well actually. Yeah. Um actually, I mean as far as I know that's that's what Malifaux is though, isn't it? Yeah, I that's didn't exactly know that right. at the time, Andrew. Mm-hmm. So I was new to the game and I was like, this game sucks. Um and number one is pasta salad, and pasta salad is <laughs> we're, at, salad. we're at <laughs> we're at the last the last ever Warhammer Fantasy Battles eighth edition tournament. It was at the Alamo GT. San Antonio. In San Antonio. Yep. And um Santa in San Antonio, Texas, right? So we're we're at these food trucks. They're delicious. We're super drunk. And I travel light. You know, I'm a light traveler, so I brought with me one sole solitary pair of pants. That's it. You're brave. You're brave. I, I travel light too, but you gotta have the backup jeans. Mm-mm. Backup jeans pair. and basketball shorts, like mandatory. I was a crust punk pit kid, dude. I I think I went in the hot tub. In this my tracks. This this tracks. Yeah. yeah. So, so I show up to this. To, we're we're at this food truck venue, right? And we're getting delicious barbecue because we're in San Antonio, Texas, great town for barbecue. And uh, we I get off the the truck. I have this cup, a cup in my hand, like this, like um, like a Dixie cup, but a little bigger, like a red it's like, solo. It's cup. like yeah, solo yeah, cup. like a solo cup filled. Filled with delicious pasta salad, so good. I'm not. A, I don't even really like pasta salad. Their pasta salad was good. So I sit down at the table, put my food down, and my pasta cut. It's condensate, you know. It just slips right out of my hand, and I drop pasta salad all over my lap, and I'm so upset. I'm like, "Fuck! I only have one pair of pants." I clean myself up real good. I clean it off, and I see Jacob Barry coming in with a big smile on his face and a hand a cup of pasta salad. And I'm like, "Yo, my best bud. He brought me some new pasta salad. I'm all happy." And he just comes and he dumps it in my lap. <laughs> You dick! Oh my god! <laughs> he was so angry. <laughs> wow, that's some fucking Johnny Knoxville shit right there. That is brutal. Yeah. Wow. I'm the worst. <laughs> uh, well, don't worry. My my last top five list is a bit lighter. But be, before uh, your before your top five list, you you were in a hardcore band, weren't you, uh, Joe? No, I wasn't. I was, I was, I was in it. Metalcore band, yeah. Metalcore, a long metalcore. A couple yeah. metalcore bands, yeah. What did did what did you do? What are you singing vocals? Uh, yeah. Vocals, yeah. He's the lead singer. Yeah. 
Yeah, right on. All right, so uh, so my final top five list. It's uh, it's gonna go quicker. Uh, I saved I saved the worst for last. Guys, my wife just told me I'm so fucking loud. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> All right. Well, I'll. I'll, I'll bring the noise and I'll bring the funk. Uh, all right. My last one is uh, the top five voices or impressions that Joe does. Okay. Uh, so number five, and this one's sort of a given because he's Italian, but Joe Pesci. His Joe Pesci is really solid. It's sort of, it's, it's like, that's easy. All right. Number four, Christopher Walken. I really like your Christopher Walken. If, yeah, if you've watched us play Soulbound, you would have heard it. <clears throat> yeah, well, I, that. that was fucking fun. You guys, Tomb King Tristan, um, uh, Sunice, Sunice, yep, and Dan unsupervised. Yeah, yeah, right on. That was that was uh, that was the actual best Soulbound show. That's why I had to TM the best damn Soulbound show, so no one, you know, mm. uh, so I wasn't in your shadow again. As always, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, I it's only going to get worse because shadow. Joe's going to paint. Joe's going to paint vampires, and he's going to be the best vampire, that, best damn vampire player. That doesn't confront me none. Um, uh, vampires are from my pleasures. I don't need a measuring stick against other people. Like this has nothing to do with them. It's all about me. Hmm. I'm literally in my own head most of the time anyway. Just like making uh, like machine gun noises as I push around my models. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> are you playing Vampire the Masquerade? Uh, played yeah, I've got and the machine gun. I've got my uh, there's uh, there's my Dark Ages 20th anniversary edition. Uh, you got the card game too. You're into the card game? No, I don't have the card game. Uh, oh, Helgi Mar, uh, Helgi Mar, uh, uh, Iceland. Yeah, yeah, he's he's uh, he's heavy into it. Uh, there's my uh, V5, the Chicago by Night, and then I'm not fucking with the slipcase. That thing's hard to. That's a classic. That's a fucking classic game right there. Yeah, I got Someone, back where, got... somewhere. I heard about. Uh... A lot of buzz around LA by night. Uh, it's not too bad. Um, I mean, it's in that category of they have actual professional actors playing an RPG. So, like, for me, there's a lack of authenticity to that style in general. Like, I'm not interested what you can have professional actors do in a, you know, heavily scripted by the guy who designs the game uh, type story. Uh, you know, I like something more like what you guys are doing with, like, suddenly spending one hour talking about scat like you know just they, turned out well. yeah it did the, but the the thing is like I, I for me i like the organic nature of rpgs like the, the way the storytelling unfolds sort of organically and sort of in real time as a sort of shared experience um and when when it's like a like these actors on there it feels very module like very like a very modular mm. experience and i don't i don't particularly mm. care for it but but everyone, like, but people love them. People love that shit, yeah, and so yeah. you know, power, power to people yeah. who love that stuff. Power, like I'm work solely working my way through the LA by night stuff. But like again, it's just like every now and then I'm like, okay, these are actors performing RPG, and it's right. just you know, it's I don't know. Like I'm not the target. I clearly it's not. A, it's a different. It's a different experience. Clearly, I'm not the target target demographic. They're trying to make a TV show, mm. you know, and I'm like, I'm like, I would rather just watch a TV show with actual fucking vampires in it. Um, mm. go reboot that CW one or whatever. I don't like True Blood. No. True Blood's Fucking fine. vampires, am I right? Yeah. Sucky. No, True, True, True Blood wasn't bad. Like, it gets shit on a bunch, but, uh, it, it gets, like, everything that women like tends to get made fun of a lot harder in pop culture than things that men like. Like, you yeah. Like Fifty Shades of Grey? Yeah, like, 50, like, yeah, uh, Twilight comes to mind, like, like, 
Stephanie Myers deserves some shade for like for her like aggressive, you know, uh, lack of agency for her characters. But again, I've read far worse fiction targeted towards men. Do you remember GI Joe, that TV show, and all the boy shows that were just fucking thirty minute commercials? Like the, we we laud GI Joe and 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 you know some of these things designed to sell, like sell toys in in our own like sort of pop culture love of masculine identity and stuff like that and then the minute women like a show with shiny vampires we have to just like fucking destroy them but we can't destroy them openly because we don't want to be called misogynists we have to destroy the thing they love and by association them right like i fucking hate that i it whatever true blood wasn't that bad it's Whatever. I like the I like the season I watched too much from the books, like everything HBO does, you know, and and like you got to use the book more as like a a guiding a guiding line, you know, and and they just diverged a lot, right? So like characters were dead hmm. that were alive, and the characters were alive that were dead, and I mean like I'm all for Joe Maginello, like you know I feel like no one knew who he was until he was a sexy ass ripped werewolf, right? Right, and you know I mean like and it. Gave, um, what's also, also a, a big D and D nerd, by the way. Um, yeah, he's a massive. He's his team. He has a dungeon. It's a fucking real dungeon. His. Also, his I bet he used that in his off time with Sophia. His group is like Tom Morello and like Big Show and like yeah. all of these crazy right. like celebrities. It's so cool. See, I, I like that a little bit better than like here's four, here's five actors playing. Like here's here's five celebrities who like yeah, I mean wrestlers are actors. Come on, but. You know, beyond that, it's like, like, let's just get these personalities in a room and see what the fuck they do. That's more compelling to me than like, you know, you know, five actors or whatever that are Matt Mercer's friends, at, like whatever. But I'm sorry, I knew, we, I knew I knew we were gonna get to the critical role hate eventually. I don't hate critical role. It, it's it's I hate that they sell fucking VIP tickets that costs as much as a goddamn Super Bowl. Like that's garbage. Um, they didn't start doing it, uh, doing this uh, proceeds to charity until after they caught hate from people like me. <laughs> like it's you're you're a, you're playing a RPG. One of the oh man, uh, whatever, and you're fucking charging people so, three hundred dollars. Yeah, well, and I, I, here's what I'll say about that: is uh, number three on my top five Joe impressions list <laughs> is uh, is Gilbert Godfrey. I have never done a Gilbert. Have you not? Nice yeah, segue. Nice yeah, segue. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. No, um, thanks for, thanks the, for bailing me out. Yeah, there you go. I got you. I got you. Number two is his Warner Herzog. <laughs> now you know why I texted you that. <laughs> Can we hear some of these? No. No? <laughs> well, you're you're going you're gonna to do the last one. I'm going to make you do the last one. Do you want to guess who it is? Is it the Kiwi accent? No, it's better. What is it? Nathan Prescott. I can't do that on command. It just happens. It's a crystal of goggins. You basically make him into a, a frog. And crystal of goggins. <laughs> Rob, they're not our community. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> trying to convert a Horzog. I stared into the dark abyss and it stared back to me. In the molten lava. That's kind of what he sounds like. He was yeah. in Star Wars. Yeah, he was in that fucking. He's in the Mandalorian. There is yeah. the baby. <laughs> like, yeah, he's a weird dude. All right, let's wrap this up with my last top five. Top five times, Jacob 
made me realize that I want to spend the rest of my life with him. Stop. <laughs> made me blush. Number five. The best birthday gift ever. Oh, it's your birthday on Monday. It is. Same as my grandma. Same as my grandpa. We're cousins. <laughs> Romance intensifies indeed, Frank. Um, dancing. Deployment at Saws. We danced, Andrew, for the entirety of the deployment phase of a Warhammer Fantasy Battles game, which is exhausting. <laughs> we tried to dance for the whole game. It was so difficult because everything's on trays. You know, we it's not like AOS where sometimes you use trays for convenience. Everything except for single models were on trays. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, you know, we've brought up everything on this list already. Um, <laughs> number four is fake podcasting. <laughs> I love that you fluttered your eyes there, by the way. That was a nice touch. Fluttered my heart. Number three is the way he laughs at my bad jokes. Aw. Every Aww. time. Daw out of ten. I haven't, I haven't heard one yet. Number two is the way you support me as a person and help me grow. Number one is slapping Joe Cryer. <laughs> man. Oh my god. Oh man. That was perfect setup and and payoff. No, that was that was that bracketing. That's that's what we uh, call in the biz bracketing. You lead with the and then man. Brilliant. Yeah. All right, well, thanks. Thanks, for Andrew, for coming on. This has been a lot of fun. Wow, cutting out a one hour, kind of soft. Um <laughs> Uh, have you guys ever played Mario Kart together? I'm curious. Has your relationship endured no. Mario Kart? No. We've never played video games together. Period. Interesting. Okay. All right. from TTS, but that doesn't count. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. TTS and... doesn't count at all. Um, I would like to play drunk driving with you on Mario Kart. Mario Mart? <laughs> Mario. Yeah, Mario. Uh, I, I don't know. Kart, what Kart. It's, Mar Mario Mart. it's Mario Kart. Cario, Cario Mart. Can you say Mario Kart? Mario. The Mario, Mario Brothers. Mario Kart? Mario. 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 Oh, that's pronounced. M U R I E L. Mar like a Jewish lady's name? Mariel. 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 Mariel Kart. Merle. 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 Merle Kart. Merle Kart. Are you talking about the game where you have a beer and you, you have to finish a beer per lap, but you can't drink and drive? You have no. to pull over and drink? <laughs> no. You have to finish a beer before the end of the round, before the end of the race. No, no. So you're playing wrong. You have, it's, it's every lap you have to finish a beer um, and you can't drink and drive. So you have um, to pull over and finish your drink. So the way we played it is you couldn't hold the controller while you were drinking. You didn't have to pull over. <laughs> Just get run over by Dr. Kong. <laughs> <laughs> the controller down and if you finish the race before finishing your beer you were disqualified yeah. which which mario kart was this we were doing it on the wii so you had the whole <laughs> it was fun i think my favorite my favorite mario kart was double dash i i, I still for me it's still the snes the og is still the best for me sounds good there, really there's good. there's a there's a simplicity there that tells no lies you know like you are ex like you are exposed in the in the original mario kart you know you hit fucking rainbow road there's nothing to save your ass but like 30 yeah none of these fucking rails that yeah. you see on other there is there is nothing road. it's just it's you and the and the black abyss below and uh like the controls aren't particularly 
you know, they're, they're great. The SNES controller, there's a reason it's a template for all the controllers going forward, right? Like, that's, you know, all the controllers following that template. Um, but, like, you know, the controls weren't particularly, like, fluid. They were good for what they were. But you're not on an analog stick with, like, extra control and shit like that. Your power sliding is your only way to gain extra speed. There's, you know, there's it's just unforgiving. The closest Joe and I have come to playing video games together, aside from TTS, is him like talking to me about the plot of Red Dead Redemption after he was really sad about it, and then me using that as a chance to spoil for everyone that your horse dies at the end. Oof. <laughs> See the facepalm immediately. Amazing. This is gonna, he's going to have to revise one of his lists. Oh, man. He's going to have to revise the list of top five times that I made him question our friendship. Horsey McHorse face, I miss you. <laughs> Um, so I know you guys got kids and family and stuff and trying to get out of here, but uh, what are your thoughts on the new edition? Just oh, we're not trying to get out. Of here. I haven't seen it yet. Keep getting you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> like, I'm not sure. Not sure if like if if there's like a bat swooping in at Joe every time he does that, or like it's just the Don't wife holding a bat that way. You don't know her. <laughs> I was, didn't mean that. No, like a literal like bat hanging out. That yeah, whatever. Um, uh, no, I'm. I mean, we've no, we've talked extensively about the new edition. We're uh, we're friends with with Sam Morgan, uh, and um, I'm excited for more ways to use command points and command abilities. Be it who gets to use them, and also more restrictions on how you use them. So, like sometimes having a more open rule set actually makes for a less diverse play experience. Yep, and sometimes. Having more restrictions helps uh, differentiate between high skill and low skill players. Right. This is what I was talking about with. Warhammer this is what I was talking about with Mario Kart. Exactly. You say that as a joke, but like. No, I know. battles. Saying that is a very prescient statement. Right. Right. <laughs> movement. Movement. The movement phase was so structured and so so techy that. The the people who could uh, knew how to use that and abuse that that set them miles ahead of folks who couldn't do it, and I think that's going to be the same thing. There's going to be a real differentiation, maybe between players, but also between armies. Armies that have ways to to get buffs that aren't using spells, get buffs that aren't using command points and command abilities, so that when they do use command abilities, they can still stack and layer mm-hmm. these bonuses. Because one of the the rumors that we're hearing is a unit can't be the target of a command ability more than once per phase. Right? So, like, no more plus Good. one save and rerolling saves. Good. No more rerolling hits and rerolling moves. Is this going like to give... Right? This is going to be a way for for uh, um, for Osiric Bone Reapers to get a little bit of juice back, because then you could use multiple conceivably, like, RDP mechanics. Um, Presumably. Yes. You, you, because not having charge reactions is a big penalty well, for... It sort of it sort of depends on how how a lot of that's worded and that's that's right. stuff we don't know. Right. So what I think is good about the new edition is the shift. No, the shift is going to um the meta shift is going to affect everyone's baseline quite a bit. Um I worry about um when you hear about these like everyone getting battalions and they're the same battalions, I worry about things like battle line requirements cuz not all battle line is created equal. Mm-hmm. Um well, the the battalions is such a have and have nots right now. You can tell what armies people were playing based on their reaction to the hearing battalions. Me, I'm like good 
Like, I didn't have any good ones to begin with. And people who hinge their lists on a battalion are like, fuck, table flip. I, yeah, well, I mean, I think since it's everyone getting it, it's not a big deal, right? Like, there were some armies that you needed to play one of their battalions to, to compete with them. Hmm. Right? Like, in corn, you needed to take Gore Pilgrims, or you wanted to take Tyrants of Blood. And even that, it wasn't a great army to play. Um, but if you're playing Zinch, you know, you're like one drop of the change host, hooray, you know, that's how you play the game. That's not really fair that, and change host is what, 160 points? Tyrants of Blood's 140 points? Isn't it 180? Or, or it 180. was 180. Or 180, it's 180, whatever it is. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter because like the Beast of Chaos ones are 160 points. None of them were good. But they're so necessary for getting your god marks. So it's like, yeah, what? So, I mean, they need to have, Beast of Chaos needs a new book because I just don't think that that book lives in 3.0 very well if, with what I've heard. While I am not going to make any strong speculations on what's going to be good and what's not going to be good in 3.0 because we won't have the whole list in front of us, yeah. my, my personal money would be on Beast of Chaos getting legended. Ooh. I don't think. I don't think they're going to exist in the game the same way that they have in the years past. I think what you're going to see Beast of Chaos become is they're going to become Kragnos' army. And it's not going to be Beast of Chaos anymore. It's going to be Beasts of Destruction or whatever you want to that's call it. That's a pretty hot. That's spicy. Because Beast of Chaos lore is destruction. You're not wrong. Their whole thing is they were the primal things that were here first, right? And they don't... They're the force of entropy, right? Yeah, they, they don't... They don't na necessarily even actively worship chaos gods so much. You know, it's a lot more the Conan the Barbarian thing where they're like, you know, Crom, give me power, what the hell with you? Like, you know, like they don't really, they're not all about like the, the destruction of order per se. Like destruction in general of shit, yeah. And like feeding blood to the fucking herdstone and shit. That's cool. But that's metal, you know, like that's... They're more of a destruction army. So I think what you're going to see is if anything is going to be a beast release it's going to be shifting beasts out of chaos into whatever kragnos is and that's going to be a direction i, I don't think you're going to see that direction for a long time i think it might that might be years out but i don't think you're going to see beasts of chaos get a new book i think you might see them get an update in a in a in a in a, a changing uh, direction GHB, like a retcon or something like that or yeah. a ghb i think you might see them get it updated in ghb but i think eventually all of those war scrolls would be legended I'm here for Beasts of Destruction. I'd be alright with that. But The only thing that makes me think they might not be legended is they did put them in Underworlds. Underworlds does sort of... Yeah, but Underworlds a... is a season. So when the season's over, they stop making those models. Yeah, no, totally. I'm just saying they don't... They haven't really but the... made new models for things knew... that they're planning on. But fucking Blood Bowl has a ton of shit that doesn't exist in Age of Sigmar. Underworlds could become its own thing. That's true. That's something they've done with other games. That's true. Yeah. Pour some out for Tomb Kings. <laughs> Tomb Kings suck. You know what I mean? Like, it, but that's, yeah, and Tomb all, Dad's in chat here too. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all gonna eventually go one way or the other. And oh. like, I love Beast of Chaos. They're like super close to my heart from when I started. See, I never played them, but they were like iconic to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're the, they're the monster manual army. Like, you know, they're. Same models from when I was 16. I'm 32 years old. It's the same fucking models, dude. Gore, the same models. Mm -hmm. But that's also true for. Ogres. It's also Ser for Seraphon. Yes. A lot of so some of the Seraphon stuffs. Agreed. 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 But where does it fit? From what I what I hear, and I, I don't know 
how well this is corroborated. Like, Seraphon were held aloft by the fact that they do well in America for sales. Like, yeah, because fucking dinosaurs. Right. We, we all fucking grew up on Dinotopia and the the Lost World Below and all that shit. Yeah, fuck, or actual, you know, that that that, that reality doc, documentary called Dinosaurs. Um, you know, that recounted... I saw a movie called Dinosaur. No, 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 where, like where, where, you know, not the mama, not the mama, like, you know, that the, the realistic depiction of what dinosaurs lived like, you know, their feathers, they had to eat multi bread. <laughs> we ate crusts of bread. In am cubes. I, am I the only one who fucking remembers? I, you got the joke. All right. Thank you, Chat Egg. You got my back. <laughs> uh, come on, guys. We're going to gaslight him. <laughs> Tell him it never existed. <laughs> it's his fault for talking about Chuck Palahniuk earlier. Just gave me the idea. Yeah, Palatnik. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't know. My brain is like a a spider web of the reason this show exists the way it does is one. I'm ripping you guys off. Uh, I never wanted to actually talk about Age of Sigmar on my Age of Sigmar podcast. And two, it's just how my mind works. E- yeah, yeah, I know it's weird. Um, apparently, 94 episodes of this thing. So. Stop talking like you're on your cast. We're recording this. Oh yeah, no, I'm sorry, my mistake. I'm sorry. Um, what? I'm oh. sorry. So, so Rage of Sigmar. Um, uh, what is this episode? Twenty-seven of Rage of Sigmar. Fourteen. Fourteen. One for every listener. <laughs> We're up to eighteen viewers now, by the way. So that's too many. You've got to in your life, <laughs> man. You're, but you're still waiting on starting that intro, right? No, no. I okay. just uh, I jettisoned the intro when uh. <laughs> When we did the intro I, for you, I, I led. I, I leaned into your bit. That's it, it's, it's when you're doing a live show. It's all about like. I just wish guest I had energy. done more top fives. That was really fun. Hang top on. fives are this great. Yeah. The cold open. No. This is, no. This is still a cold one open. hour, one hour, twenty one minute cold open. <laughs> there goes the bat. <laughs> you need to fucking stop talking about Lindsay that way. I will fly out to Milwaukee and fight you. <laughs> okay. Well, you know. Good luck. <laughs> I will get drunk and slap you, then regret it for the rest of my life. My ears are. So I don't funny. think you'd regret slapping me. I think you'd. I think you'd feel pretty good about it. Depends on where I slap you. Ooh. We'll see. Um, no, like, uh, uh, I don't know. Like, you guys tend to have a pretty positive outlook on Age of Sigmar two on your show, and as far as like keeping it real, like this is what you guys do on your own. We are on your show obviously right so. good good yeah. catch yeah no <laughs> so there, there's a thing that like me and jacob are cognitively able to do and that's to separate the poor business practices of games workshop and our love for the game um and games workshop's a multi-billion dollar corporation dude They're gonna uh, do scummy sh- something like 65 to- billion dollars uh uh jesus fuck of ip they're yes, they're built the billion by the way, billion. with yeah, a B, billion not billion. they. They like to sell themselves. I think the like, uh, you know, uh, Rob's got his own take on what the greatest light games workshop sells you is. I think it's that they they tell you they're a small game company. They are not well, it's small compared to big. Hasbro. Fucking sure, but sixty five billion dollars is not a small company. There's rumors that they're gonna buy Wizards of the Coast. They make Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering. I mean, GW is a powerhouse. They are the powerhouse. There is no competition. There is no one even metrically close to them. And not not in be, not in the specialty game market. Not at all. No, not in not in any anything outside of video games. There's no one else. Co- collectible card games. Uh, Wizards Maybe? is bigger than them. For uh, 
Are you sure of that? Specifically, Magic the Gathering uh, basically makes money for wizards. D&D is a, is, is a loss. Um, specifically, like Dungeons & Dragons is a loss, but but Magic the Gathering, the, the whole thing, especially with Arena, um, what makes Games Workshop a lot more profitable company is their digital IP. They make more than half their money off of off of like Total War and and uh, Dawn of War and shit video like that. Game. They make yeah. a ton of money. More more game. than more than half of their money comes from comes from the video game market. More so, well over half. Well, um, all right. Let's but let's talk about this, right? So, like, what a company at that sort of financial level has is they have a group of people that are going to make investors that that are only going to involve creating more revenue. They don't. It's just like I don't want to say the guy's name. Um, but there's a guy who posted about how like, oh man, they put those diversity sprues in, in the, in the guard and it's proof that GW listens to the community and all the shit. Jamie the Jasper. Yeah. They do it for the same reason Disney's doing it. It's Disney did the market research and they're like, give a fuck. They don't give a fuck about being PC. They don't give a fuck. The only thing they give a fuck about is making money. And that is something you have to understand about every capitalist corporation. This is, this is corporate corporate corporation i have a very i i think like we i know like um i i know that like we we've had a couple of those situations where like you know i like twitter is not very good at at catching tone you know i i think we'd have a great time hanging out joe and like you and i have had like a couple of moments where like you didn't realize i was fucking with you on on the because i'm a little bit more familiar with jacob you know and he just kind of busts my chops as evidenced by the show tonight. Um, and so, like, I was busting your chops one night, and then, like, that had us in a little weird spiral. We're very much in, al- in alignment with what we view on certain stuff. We're b- blue-collar, pro-union working slobs, right? Like, um, Games Workshop, for me, doesn't go out of bounds. They do capitalism. They perform the normal amount of capitalism. No, and yeah, I have and a problem... expect the company to perform that way. Like, we live in that world. Yeah. Like, we should expect them to be kind of anti-labor, kind of force... Because if you're not an idiot, you would understand that eventually everything can only get so cheap, and the only thing that you can force cheaper is your labor. And that's what GW is doing. You hear some horror stories out of the people who create their IP, and the people who work in their editing departments, and the people well, they, who... They like, don't fucking credit their writers and authors openly. They don't, right? They so, say they do it to shield them from criticism, but like... No, they don't. They don't care, and that's. It doesn't. Unless, unless we actually to... won that fight with uh, Matt Ward back in, back in fantasy. Yeah, it's just it's the whole thing is 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 just like I, I'm not gonna let all the negative stuff that GW does that floats over here affect my love for playing this game over here. Mm-hmm. And that's why me and Jacob act the way we do about the game is we understand that the company isn't a representation of the community and furthermore this is, the, this is the biggest thing that everyone here needs to realize and anyone who could listen to me right now take this to heart the community is not one group i have a community andrew has a community jacob's community and my community are pretty much the same but every single one of you has your own warhammer community it is not the same group of people so when guys like like I don't give a fuck about what like the the old boys club in England does because they're not part of the same Warhammer community kind of same, yeah. I'm part of. I mean, you know? shout outs to a lot of those content creators that I I have a really good rapport with and I like, but like no, that's but, that's fine. That's but fine. what happens with their we're not all in the yeah. same group. 
we're not the same group it's not the same it's not one community it's not yeah and that's it's not fine. a monolith we're a bunch of bubbles of good friends that enjoy going to tournaments together or doing hobby together or whatever it is that we love if you play garage hammer like there are plenty of good garage groups that hang out in a basement and play warhammer once a week and those dudes will never interact with us so it's not one community the company kind of wants there to be an illusion of one community there isn't who cares i don't like everyone that plays warhammer uh, newsflash when i was in a hardcore band i didn't get along with 80 percent of the people i met and we all did the same thing. We were all in hardcore bands. A hardcore musician got was was derisive yeah, and like we had so much beef. It was insane. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like <laughs> it, just because you have similar interests or the exact same interests doesn't mean you have to be someone's buddy. It, it's exhausting. Stop trying to be everyone's friend. That's fucking horrible. I take that personally. Find a bunch <laughs> of people. Find your Jacob. Wake up in the morning. Everyone who can see me or hear me or watches this back, wake up in the morning and realize that you probably have a Jacob Berry in your life and make that Jacob Berry the best thing that's ever happened to you. Chat gang is my Jacob Berry, by the way. Like that's That's depressing. That's so sad. <laughs> I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Can you no. call chat game at three in the morning and just say I love you really weird? Uh I yeah, I just uh you know, I streamed randomly at three AM in the morning and <laughs> chat gang was hanging out with me and Caught me at like one of my worst days it was my grandpa's birthday, coming back from his funeral a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and that's rough, dude. So, so no, like check, yeah, you know, like. But everyone has that network. That's your community. Chat gang is your community. Mm -hmm. I probably don't know ninety percent of the people in chat gang. You know what I mean? Yeah. I no, mean, you. I probably, I probably know a couple, but like, yeah. you know what I mean, that's your community. My community is, if I go on, you know, our me and Jacob are in a group chat, and the group chat is literally. Me and Jacob, the dwellers below, <laughs> the, notori the notorious Age of Sigmar guys from New Zealand, and the Honest Wargamer guys. That's our group. That's our core community. <laughs> That's it. That's like and then Das Asios here is uh, which uh, from the uh, uh, Mortal Realms podcast says willing to buy us. a Jacob Berry. Uh, I'll be the judge of that. Uh, he's he's not for sale. <laughs> um, Never. Beef in yeah. hardcore was the best part of being into hardcore, says Trist Tristan. Yeah, Tristan knows. He's been around. He knows. More beef than a fucking steakhouse out here. Oh, yeah. It's also pretty much where our like where our modus operandi came from. I was trying to replicate that in in Warhammer. What what do you mean? Uh just to kind of reset it. Replicate what specifically? Like the beef. The beef? Like, like you wanted to start general, beef with general, people. General general misanthropy. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> so, like so you're like the, you're like the punk rock podcast, basically. Like, that's not the first time we've been called that. Um, but yeah, I wanted to go to to to, to Warhammer tournaments and like head walk and like do stage dives off the table onto my uh, opponents. See, I want to do like I. We need walk up music. That's Round, roundhouse roundhouse kick it. people's models. Yeah, I want to roundhouse kick everyone I play and. Uh, crowd punch uh, 40k players when they're not looking um, <laughs> that's what I really want to get into um, I did walk in music at CanCon when I played Randy in our uh, in our yeah no that was championship. the the belt and, yeah you you got and, the belt right you you yeah, well, yeah it's in my attic it's in my attic right now right on um, it really needs to go to Australia it's supposed to have shifted by now but with COVID we haven't done anything but uh the rules for the belt were if um, 
if no one had grudged me or ended up playing me at a tournament and beating me in that time period within a year it was supposed to go to another open that i couldn't play against so anyone could grudge anyone for the belt and then whoever had like the best you know video or shtick they yep. were doing they would go for it but we never got around to it because of covid and um you know it, it, it's something that I, i'd like to bring back I'd like to bring back i'd like to to, to do all that again and uh, we've got two tournaments in the next three months and joe refuses to let me grudge him at these tournaments well it's supposed to so run to australia already yeah you have to find me in bracket but it's supposed yeah, I gotta, to shift to them it's supposed to shift to them so no i mean i, I think the walk-up music the production the you know that's stuff i like about age of sigmar um you know i try to be an ambassador that doesn't necessarily mean i try to be everyone's friend for the game like it, it's just in i'm so anti-gatekeeping with the exception of like you know fuck fuck racist nazis and gatekeepers themselves uh, you got Peterson. you got to have you got to have a threshold to your tolerance, right? Like the, it's called the paradox of of of, of tolerance. Um, mm-hmm. You have to have a threshold to what you tolerate, otherwise you facilitate intolerance. intolerance. In. Yeah, and so like like I hold the line there, but otherwise it's like I don't you know you know I don't I don't care what the fuck this guy thinks about like Warhammer models and their crappy opinions about stuff. Like I'm gonna be nice to you, you know. Uh, I don't need to be your friend to be cordial. Uh, to be respectable or respectful like you know that's that's how i carry myself like it's uh it's worked for me and it took me a lot of effort to get to this place because i used to be a lot more in the uh a lot i used to carry a lot heavier chip on my shoulder i get into a lot of fucking fights growing up and you know i just i finally burnt out of it i'm like i can't keep fucking fighting everybody i disagree with anymore whether it's a fucking verbal shellacking or i get so mad at them like for their stupid words, I'm like, next time I fucking see this person, I'm gonna fuck the fuck their shit up. And I'm like, I, that that angry Mephisto mute... is not, he's not a fun that's, guy. That's what a mute button's for, dude. Who cares? Mute, well, that's and that's where I'm at now. Is like mute, block, keep scrolling. Like, and that's how I and that's how I feel towards people. Like, you know, I get I catch some shit every now and then for my mental health takes and stuff like that. I'm like, you know, the the scariest thing of being open about having mental health issues and is people saying that you're inauthentic, you're fucking you're doing it to like fucking get a pity party or you're doing all this stuff. And I'm like, it's not for you asshole. It's for the few people that hear this stuff. And they're like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm like, the rest of you can, can block me or fucking keep scrolling. I, you don't have to be here. If you don't like my takes, you can, you know, you could, there's 18 people viewing right now. We'll get about 400 people. Watch this back. Right. Um, like if you don't like my show, stop watching it. Like just, you know, like, (laughs) <laughs> That's what we said. Like, so as some people of us know our podcast. We'll, we'll know about what happened with uh, where's saying, is this? Are you about to tell me what happened to the dwellers below Megacast? Are you about to tell me that where, where it oh, went? Oh, I'll, t- I'll tell you what happened. You want to know? <laughs> tell him, Joe. Tell him. Oh, you tell him. I went off on coach. <laughs> yeah. I told him to delete his fucking YouTube channel. But it wasn't that. I wasn't super mean to coach. Just a couple uncouth things got said by multiple people. Um, See, this is why why you got to release it. But also, Nick Hohen was just so tired of editing podcasts and shit. And, like, they don't do it like everyone else does. Like, the Dwellers had, like, a soundboard. And, like, he had to, like, go in and, like, edit every channel. And, I mean, like, the Dwellers were a podcast back when podcasting wasn't accessible. It was something you had to invest in. It took 
time and effort like it was like doing a real audio production yeah you know and now now we have all these platforms that are easy you just click and we're podcasting guilty we're podcasting right yeah, now yeah you guilty know? yeah you know we're guilty too that's what Every, we do we that's why, it's, it's also why there's 700 fucking warhammer podcasts now and we're it's, number it's, fucking 11 no on the, we dropped to 15 on the one website really? you have to pay to have an account to get your shit on no no oh. Yeah. No, we you're ranked too. You're ranked to like number six or some shit. No way. It doesn't hell. make sense. No way there's, in hell. No way in hell. I'm gonna tell you right now, bro, like the honest war gamer isn't even on it. So like Yeah, it's, it's bull bunk. List. It's bunk. Yeah. Yeah. But we're we're all if the all first if the us. first two aren't like Honest Wargamer and like Warhammer Weekly, then like the list is Yeah, and neither of them on it. Like Does Warhammer Weekly have a podcast? I guess technically they don't port their their shit to like Spotify or whatever, right? So, yeah. so number one, I think, is the Mortal Realms. Yeah. Yeah, should be. Yeah, no, that tracks. And then num- number two or three is Coach. And then, like, number, you're, like, number six or five or no something. No way, no. And then we are ranked higher. We're all, every single one that we've mentioned, and us included, are ranked higher than the Stormcast. Which is the official, the official podcast, yeah. So, yeah. fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> It's a non-revenue generating stream. Like, what? What's it going to do? Yeah, I mean, money or effort to do it. Well, I mean, that's but that's that authenticity, though. I mean, the, the I mean, you said you go out like to you know start beef and stuff like that. Um, this is why we give us give us just clips of the Dwellers podcast, just a couple of them. You don't like fucking release them for did. charity or something like that. Yeah, if true. I had access, if I had access, I would. We would start that we beef. Offered, we offered to publish it. On Rage of Sigmar, and Nick was just like, <laughs> "He's not. He's busy, dude. He just got married, and like, you know, he's big into X Wing now." Yeah, yeah. Those guys, those guys are great. And yeah, they're awesome dudes. They're just kind of pl- they're gamers. Like, like if if AOS three sucked, which I don't think it will, but if it did, I would be like hard pressed to figure out what I was going to do as a hobby. Because even though I love painting miniatures, like you know, it's Warhammer that drives me. It's Warhammer. The eventual, know. the eventual playing of the miniatures, like that's the the opportunity to showcase your shit, right? Like this is it's the stuff even, I, you know. Not even that. I've played other miniature games. Like I played Bolt Action for a long time. Like, and it, none of it ever felt right. You know, <laughs> it wasn't fun. It wasn't meant to be fun. AOS is like when I go to a tournament, like maybe I'll have one or two guys that I play that are a little more serious. But most of the time, I'm like just trying to have a good time, bro. Mm-hmm. And like other miniature games don't encompass that. War oh. Machine is sweaty. You know what I mean? It's like intense. Yeah. And then you have games like Malifaux. They're too intense. Yeah, I agree. You know, and 40K is too intense. That's why I don't play 40K. Like, There's. I'm, there's something about that justification to go away for for a weekend, and like there are certainly the people there that that want to walk away with hardware. Yeah, you signing you you love me to me, right? That was that nope. was it. no oh that was a joke. Nope. Oh damn. Nope. Um, <laughs> no, but that that excuse to go and play like your five games and like make it a thing and so on and so forth. Like, dude, I didn't show up to like fucking get in someone's grill and fucking. Like rules lawyer, the you know really be in the the minutia of the like balls deep in the minutia of the rules. Like I'm not, I'm not here for that. I do other things for that. If 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 this was what this was about, I wouldn't have as much interest in Age of Sigmar. I I did the I'm fucking rocking my black mana symbol shirt right now. 
um, for for Magic the Gathering. I put a fucking down payment on a house with 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 she, with with basically winnings from playing legacy tournaments, right? With the boxes and selling cards and that shit. Like I put a down payment on a house. That house fell through. The seller sold to their friend instead. But like the point is, like needed a few grand. Oh yeah, fucking like time to sell a bunch of packs that I won from tournaments. Like I've lived that life. There's once it be it comes went to the cold open that that will only ever live in our heart and no one will ever hear. Um, once you start making it about the money or making it about that, like it it takes something away from the fun. You know, it's like it's the same. So this is great. This is a good place because we went here on one of our most recent podcast episodes. Is it's the pleasant for plastic crowd that is fucking up the Warhammer podcast community and the quality of podcasts and like you don't have to agree but I'm going to say it we've said it multiple times on our show Facehammer is disingenuous everyone who's out there and they get a new book and they get it early and it's great it's great and then it's Slanesh so fast how many times we? I, I would die of alcohol poisoning if I took a shot every time Facehammer talked about how fast Slanesh was you know what I mean? It's well, they they don't fly and they don't teleport. You're not fast. Sorry. Um. Yeah. <laughs> right, or they don't move in your phase. They don't. Yeah. You well, don't, don't do any of the. You don't do any. Unless you, you're move six. But if you say negative stuff about the game, if you say this, in my opinion, is not good, or this, in my opinion, is the negative play experience, or if you're pointing out any faults in a GW system, they're not, not giving you get... free shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll never get my Warhammer. I'll never get my Warhammer Hero Award damn no you know like no i've no, said no, negative no. things ever i even i even like try to like filter myself a little bit I, I do a little bit of the like if i feel super strongly or negatively about something i'll just shift targets because like i don't i don't want to live in the negative heads i'm a very sardonic person by nature and i'm like i don't want to fucking come to my fun thing to be a to be down on something yeah yeah but also you you're honest but i'll still call i'll still call it like i see it i mean come on i'm not yeah. gonna like i'm not gonna you know I'm not going to piss in your mouth and call it rain. Like, I just, I hate that. Andrew, I, I could tell you right now, you could run a 200-player event that raised $20,000 every time you played it for cancer. And if you went on a microphone and said, GW, fuck this up, you will not win that Warhammer Hero Award. Mm-hmm. You will not. Ruined my day. I, I'm all right with it, though. I'll sleep, I'll sleep well at but, night. But that, <laughs> I know who I am. I know what I do. Right. This is the one we... <laughs> When we talk about managing expectations of a capitalist company, they're not going to put anyone who's critical of them on a pedestal. That's well, fine. I understand that. That's Vin- cool. Vince, roll with it. Vince does a really good job of of saying, like, of cr- criticism, and like he got like a Sigvold to paint and stuff like that. Like he's 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 been yeah, but he's also Vince Ventrella, dude. He's yeah. not. He's not. You know what I mean? Like the guy, but also he the, he tempered reason... like he he tempers his. He's very good at like he, uh like tempering what he he says. And I've been trying to yeah. learn learn a lesson from him of you know like I I, I I I kind of unrelated to Age of Sigmar. There's um folding ideas is a pretty fantastic, really really old YouTube channel. Um, he has a really good bit on like the difference between like criticism and negativity passed off as criticism, and like. The differences in having something substantive to say, you know, you can't just be like, this movie sucks, because he, he's very much in the film 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 side of things. This movie sucks because this frame was bad, right? Or this movie sucks because the acting was bad. That's not very, const- that doesn't construct anything. That destructs stuff, right? Like, 
we, we're like as a, as a society we are terrible at actually delivering criticism we mistake negativity for criticism and so in my personal quest at betterment i'm like well when am i being negative and when am i criti- uh, criticizing because there's a difference but we we like associate the two together think of like you know, the fucking angry video game nerd and like everything that was like internet culture, what we were taught. I used to do a, 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 a panel at all the like anime conventions and gaming conventions and stuff called your video game sucks. The first half of it was teaching people, uh, video game tenets, which I sort of did. I rehashed with age of Sigmar design with one of my episodes. It's kind of dry. Talked about philosophy, a bunch and game, game design. Um, and I, unfortunately scheduled it smack dab between when Vince did his two design shows. I'm like, fuck, no one's going to watch this. <laughs> like, Vince is talking about it. They're not watching my shit. Um, but yeah, so I used to do that. And like, so the first half is teaching people design tenets. Um, and then the second half was roasting games. And the audience would just sit there and like shout a game at me and try to get me to make fun of these like games. I'm like, there's nothing constructive about it, you know, but like you can always tear something down. There's always shit to have a problem with. And it's like, how having a problem with something, righteous, man. Righteous indignation is one of the best feelings a human can have. Like, would you just let it go? You know, that's where the Rantcast name comes from. Sometimes it's just fucking cathartic. But then on the, un- the end side of it, it's like, you gotta, you gotta find a way to, like, build from there, right? Sorry. Yeah, you- and, like, that's, that's, what, that's what Vince does, right? Is he's really good at... Right. That's what I pointing the problem, and he he takes a steaming pile of shit that is the Slanesh book and breaks it down to here's how it's going to succeed, here's the ways that it it comes up short, and well, he's a robot built in the future, sent back in time to paint models and talk about Warhammer. Also, right. So, like about the amount of free labor Vince Ventrella does for Games Workshop. That's a really good point. Painting models, and now people want to paint their models, and like and talking about talking the show, about it. He, talking about the game. Every single one does. of us are unpaid advertisers. Every one of us. There's You're an unpaid advertiser. I know. I'm an unpaid advertiser. Jacob's an unpaid advertiser. Uh, all advertise their product. Yep. Right. Vince is on another fucking level of advertiser because he paints like sixty hours a week. Yeah, and that's great. And uh, honestly, dude, Vince is incredibly cerebral. He's an amazing guy. Very articulate. He's, like, he's very smart. Wit is perfect. He he doesn't he doesn't um he doesn't ah uh, like he just knows he's good. He's good at that. He's the perfect. He's practiced. Perfect. He's polished. And his hmm. skill and talent level for painting is phenomenal. He is the trifecta. He doesn't curse. He does. He doesn't say anything uncouth. He doesn't make corny jokes he doesn't do any of that. fuck he's, i do all of that <laughs> he's like curse uncouth level. jokes are like my specialty but he's he's literally the person that when someone's like hey i'm in the painting models are there any youtube videos out there that i could like see how this and then they find vince's hobby cheating that's that's the person you want to introduce anyone into the hobby you can let your kid watch that mm-hmm. right yeah so so what why wouldn't vince be you know supported by the company yeah he got yeah. sigvald early what? yeah they give literally think about it andrew right yeah where's his hero award right who, who did they give sigvalds early to they gave one to vince they gave one to richard gray they gave one to who else they gave it to like five pro painters and one of them mm-hmm. wasn't that good not being a hater i'm just saying 
one of them I was like, I gave this guy early. But anyway, they gave them a $50 model a month early. Let's say it's a month early, right? Getting commission painted that model by any of those artists would have cost you thousands of dollars. Yeah. yeah. So who won? Well, who GW. Won there? Yeah, GW. Games Workshop. Games yeah. Workshop won. They performed a capitalism quite well. Like. <laughs> exactly so like when i look at people who get like who are pleasant for plastic i kind of just see them as like selling out Mm. you know what i mean like i would never i i mean you know i'm a union guy and i'm sure everyone could tell very pro 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 labor and and pro yeah do nothing nothing for my employer that i am not paid for i don't stay a minute past the fucking time i take all my breaks I'm, the deal is always exactly what the contract says, and that's what we do. Right? You're you're in construction. I know you're a, you're a, you're a tradie, right? Like you're... I'm a sheet metal worker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Local so is, baby. So is Jacob. Really? So is Jacob. Local 177. Yeah, he's an apprentice now. Oh, right on, dude. I I thought you were in IT or something like that for whatever reason. I couldn't I couldn't stop a computer from becoming a sandwich if I put an. I, I don't know. I just had, like I just had this. I just had this like this vision of you like bespectacled sitting at a computer and like a, in a cubicle for a while. Oh, it's because he's from the Bay Area. It's from these from the is that, Bay Area. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah sorry to stereotype you. Yeah. <laughs> my, my bad. My bad. That's fine. My feelings aren't hurt. Anyway, yeah. good to see you. See ya. <laughs> um, Thanks for coming on. Yeah. No, uh, um, back to what you were saying a little, reset it a little bit. Um, no, now I'm holding you captive, Jacob Berry. Um, he just clicks the like hang up call button. Uh, no, the, the um. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, I knew you would do that. Yeah, I knew it. yeah. I don't. I, I'm not gonna call him back. I don't know how to. <laughs> no, what you were saying is um, uh, there's something about like um, you know, un, you know, unpaid advertisement. There was uh, something I became really cognizant of the sort of last three months or so, which is the minute you become an entertainer, the minute you're en- you entertain, right? You're selling something for somebody else. It's just the reality of the situation. Yeah. I mean, dude, like it, it, even, it, even this, what we're doing right here, right? Yeah. I'm on your show. No, no, I'm on and, yours or you're on mine, whatever. Yeah. We're both doing something that benefits each other. Right, like I just wanted to talk to you guys, but no, yeah, even though it's not about that, it still yeah. has that reciprocating effect. Right, right, that still kind of comes around. And GW is going to get as much free labor out of people as they can. Play testers are not paid. Mm-hmm. They want you to be a play tester. They want you to do all this. Do it for work. the passion, right? All the other industries pay people for. Mm-hmm. You could be a video game tester and I make was. money. I was. I was a paid video game tester. I know, I know. I know. It's not great money, but you could get paid. Also, for it. it's not as glamorous as people thought it was. Play testing oh, is is jumping grueling. in the corner for yeah, hours. Corner you get you hours. get your sheet at the beginning of the you get your sheet at the beginning of the day, and you have to do bang out this stuff, and you just play the same fucking level, the same section of a map, the same. Over and over and over again, doing these six or ten or whatever things, it's grueling. It's boring. It it sucks the passion. I don't I don't know anything about Games Workshop playtesting. I purposefully try not to know anything about it because I 
I don't, uh, I respect their NDAs and, you know, you know, Relian's here in chat, like, he's a good dude, would never want to say anything to fucking compromise that, that fucking thing, right? Um, but from my experience in video game playtesting, it sucked my passion out. You know, no, I talk... No, I, I'd like to make a point about, about Brad, right? Like, Brad, being a playtester, like, he one time told me that, like, there are a lot of guys that don't want people to know that they're playtesters, right? Now, because there's... There's this stupid thing that goes on with GW where people can't separate employees from a company, mm -hmm. right? Ben Johnson calls it a bunch of flack, right? Mm -hmm. And there's things that he has done that are, in my opinion, personally, I think are a little unethical to like, it's, it's such a great, the area, skull, right? the to skull cannon thing comes to mind immediately, right? Well, where not, not even that it's also like, like winning a tournament with feck the week they come out or whatever. Oh God. Like, I'd have to go you, way back. That blackout, right? When, that was blackout. He won. won blackout so I don't even know first, yeah. the full story, but this is just what you hear through people. And that seems unethical to me. Yeah. If that's the case. I don't know if it's the case, so I won't bash the guy, but why the fuck are we talking about Ben Johnson? What mm -hmm. he does. You know what I mean? Like the playtest department should be a paid entity of employees, but these guys are like volunteers, and I don't know what they get. Like I know, <clears throat> I know. Like I'm good friends with Tony Pacheco. Tony doesn't really talk about what GW does for him at all, and it's probably because he also doesn't talk about what he does at his real job because he works for a government contractor. You know, and that's all. Well, so, some like, people are just wired to not talk work too, right? Just, some people just don't talk awesome. work. Yeah, it just. From what I've gathered, because Tony's a good friend of mine, it's never, to me, personally, seemed worth it. I don't want podcasting about Warhammer to become how I make my money. I don't, I, like, I do commission painting sometimes. I do it for friends, you know? Because doing it for a friend is like, I can make a little extra money, and they're my buddy, and that's cool, right? But why would I want to make the thing I enjoy how I work like i don't know man i have a negative opinion about work and i just think that like a lot of the guys in the playtest team get a really really shit reaction from the community and like you gotta remember they're like volunteers dude they're doing it because they love the game and they want it to be better and then you hear some, from some of them that like a lot of their things they that are problems that we all latch on to post faq or things that they had brought up and were, fell on deaf ears yeah so, yeah, I, I've heard a little bit about some of the stuff that they're like, yo, this is a problem. Like, Six Nation Tournaments is probably one of my favorite examples of, like, of being, like, command point stacking is a problem. Please don't let this go live. It went live, and the perception of, of Six Nation Tournament on the internet is a little varied. But they, uh, basically, they, basically everyone who was like, don't let command point stack, this is a problem and this is bad for the game brought the most abusive crap they could think of to show Games Workshop the mistake they had made. And that's one of my favorite stories. That my I've clearly editorialized it. It exists in a point in time when I had first started right like I had gotten to Age of Sigmar, you know, GHB twenty seventeen, you know, uh two point came out twenty eighteen, right? I had just and like that was I remember learning the game, having a vested interest in like rules at that point and and then and then Six Nation happened and i remember going good you know like they told you and this is what you deserve you know there's there's things that i i assure you the playtesters do catch and then they they catch they catch flack on the internet because it's a low-hanging fruit games workshop it, like games workshop 
gets to feel like they're in the clear because you criticize a play tester and not the not the company. Yeah, it deflects. It Speaking deflects. of free labor, yeah, that, we were just talking about that. I know you you left, but um, yeah, I we were talking you. about how, how those guys. <laughs> you too, bud. Um, we we're talking about how like they're unpaid and like how it. it it, well, such, it, it, like I remember when we put playtester in our in our, our Twitter profiles. I think, it, I think it still says that in my profile, like just as a joke. But like, like Sam Morgan did it, and people were like, "When did you become a playtester?" It's like, get who cares? Who mm-hmm. cares? If who I cares? may, oh, go ahead, finish and, your point. Um, no, the thing about the NDAs and all that, like that's fine for the company to want, like you not to leak specific information, but like GW could like. They could just give us a timeline. All you gotta do is. Oh yeah, this is this is separate like, from playtesting in my mind. Like, but like you know what I mean? Because people yeah. don't want to know the specifics as much as they want to know when. Yep. And that's all GW needs to do is go. You know what, guys? Uh, it's 2022, and here's every month. This is what's coming. So prepare yourselves. Well, we we ta- don't. They don't. We, and I don't know if that's a bad faith tactic or not, right? Because like, if you know that your army's getting a new book in three months, you might not go buy X, Y, and Z because you're going to wait the three months to see what the new book says. They, is, that a, is that a bad faith tactic or not? I know that I would have bought far more Slanesh if I hadn't seen Potato Cam, uh, Vampire Lord, Milady, right? I was about to like dump a bunch of money on Slanesh, and I'm like, well, vampires are confirmed coming instead of speculated coming. And I'm like, I'm going to wait for that. Yeah, but, but why is it fair to you to the to consumer? Go, All right, I don't, I don't have a product that I want yet, so I'll buy this product because it will keep me busy till whenever that comes out. Right. And then as soon as you spend all that money you had on it, why? Now I can't. Now I can't buy X first and foremost. So like the thing I truly want, I'm left with FOMO, and and you're always in that loop of of. I mean, this is this it goes into the big thing I draw the line in criticism of games workshop is consumer exploitation that like we've talked a couple times. I've had private conversations with, with, um, you know, Vince Venturella about this, who basically works in product development and pipeline. That's pretty much what he does. Like he's very aware of this. I always thought that he worked in insurance, but that's just because the way he dresses. <laughs> it's the are apron. Of, it's the apron. Right? It's the apron. Insurance? It's the apron, right? We always got to be prepared. You like a lot of non a lot of non slip shoes in, it's, it's, in it's insurance. The, it's the baking. It's the baking every right. But like a lot. But but we were talking about like there's no reason. So there's uh, he he brought up a concept called and checking. I'm I'm paraphrasing. I might get some of the particulars wrong. But he talked about like in the pipeline you have ice, slush, and liquid. Or so when you know six months out, it's ice. It's solid. We know this is what's happening in the next six months. Companies, uh, when you pitch to your investors, it's slush. You're like, hey, we kind of know what we're going to do in the next year to 18 months, right? And then sort of the most zoomed out is it's it's liquid. It's fluid, right? Three years, we know kind of what we want to do. We have a big timetable. They, as a company, any company worth its salt that has products in a pipeline of release has... Fuck, man, I know my next... I know my next six podcast episodes, and I know that I've got the Rantathon, shameless self promotion, coming up on the thirtieth. Like I fucking wait, know. Wait a, wait a second, hang yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. 
You don't do show notes, but you know what your next six podcast episodes. I do <laughs> show <laughs> notes, Jack. Uh, what's your top? What's your what's your top five Joe moments from the last two years? In uh, the the time I made a joke from a quote, I quoted a movie, and he had no idea I was quoting a movie to him, and he got mad at me. That's my top. That's my number five. That's number what, five. What, what movie was it? <sighs> Fuck, man, I can't even remember. Like, I the thing I said was so tongue in cheek and not even worth my own mental capacity to throw out a I joke. wrote this instead yeah. of playing with my daughter today you come here with this bullshit like you can just go off the cuff and come unprepared you come on our show i know and you treat us I know. with this disrespect no i know my bad no this I is a i, I, I look leaving again just to be dramatic yeah it's a saturday show it's it's like and I'm like man I've been I'm so fucking overworked. Speaking of not seeing the surplus value of my fucking labor, average tickets completed for my job, two tickets per hour. Right, that means if you work in ten hour shift, you should do twenty tickets in a day. I did a hundred ninety nine. Let's round that off to fucking two hundred. Three days in a row, ten times the fucking efficiency of anybody else in my company. And like I have a, I have a job. But once summer hits or once summer lands, this is what I do. This is I'm the most efficient locator in the state of Wisconsin by two companies' standards. It's what I do. I I work this hard so that they leave me the fuck alone during the slow season, right? Like for the most part. But that's that's anyway. Like you know. But I don't see fucking ten times pay. I see time and a half. Like. Yeah, what's time and you a half? You get double on Sundays? No, just time and a half. Well, tomorrow I'll be out and I'll get I'll get time and a half. Uh, I got to work tomorrow. Double, you need to get double. But like, I I can't afford to. I can't, everyone keeps telling me like, we'll just stop doing tickets. You know, like you only have so many hours in a day. Like you can only be so efficient before you're taking shortcuts and you're doing stuff you shouldn't be doing. And uh, there, there's a, here's a rant. This has nothing to do with Age of Sigmar. Um, it has something to do with capitalism. But um, it, it and I'm like, if I don't do my job. Someone fucking dies, or more realistically, gets hurt. Um, you know, Sunny, uh, was it uh, Sunnyville, Sunville, or whatever the hell, right outside of Madison? Someone who does my job didn't do their job, and they blew up a fucking when they went to dig and excavate a new gas line. They hit the high pressure, blew up a building, and three people died. Like, if I don't do my, I can't afford to not do my job because people get hurt or injured. And so, like, I'm in this position where I have to do my job. I have so much work, I can't afford to not do it for, uh, you know. And, you know, you're looking at a motivation where it's, like, the motivation is to not hurt people and to not get fired, right? Like, Yeah, I mean, that's the same thing in our industry, though. It's, like, you're always working hard because you don't want to be the first guy to get laid off, right? Yeah, and yeah. But getting laid off is part of our industry. Like, I get laid off. It's still, it happens to me, and I'm, like, a core company guy right now Even yeah not a company I, that's like a weird weird thing to say like my company relies on four different dudes and it's me and my partner and two guys that are brothers and like we handle all the hard stuff but mm -hmm. like we don't give a shit about the company sun prairie see yeah yeah those new yeah someone who does what i do with different company didn't do their job and imagine having to live going i killed three people because I didn't paint fucking dirt the right way. Like, insanity. But but I, I just want to reset one thing real this quick. To me, this to me sounds like the company you work for 
getting you to bite into the idea that you're responsible, not them. Well, and that's the thing is this year I uh, I that's construction now, dude. Yeah, I mean that's that's construction now. And, and so I, I'm like, look, you got to send help. You got to send help. You got to send help. And uh, I got laid off. Uh, I get laid off every year because winter you can't do construction and frozen dirt. Um, so I get laid off every year, usually about February. Um, I was laid off February and the, the construction didn't stop. So somebody got to experience my area from outside my area. And he, the first thing he said to me, my supervisor covered my area. The first thing he said to me when I came back was, I am so sorry. We didn't send help to you last year. I had no idea it was this bad. And I'm like, you're fucking welcome. Like, and like, and like I got written up because I lost my shit at a contractor like halfway through last year. And he's like, he's like, I had no idea. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> you know, walk a mile in other people's shoes. He got to walk several miles in mine. But no, I, I mean, we're talking about pipelines. And I, I think that it's it's responsible as a company to have pipelines. I don't know if it's good faith or bad faith. I, I don't I don't think a $65 billion uh, company is particularly inept. And I think you get to have... Like, oh, I didn't know any better, like, gives you a little bit of credence, right, if people think that. So, pipelines, just, like, think about, like, what we saw for, like, Warhammer Fest, right? We had the little banners mm -hmm. with the little icons. You basically only have to do something like that for your release schedule for, the, like, the next year. Well, they have a fucking roadmap for Underworlds. So, it's clear somebody there knows that these things exist and are a good practice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. it, The problem is they don't want the, the third-party... Like knockoff uh, people, right? To like get to market with with the models before before they do, which was always a problem oh. in in fantasy. Right. It's like there would be pictures on a potato phone. There'd be a leak, and then uh, what is it? Warm not Warmaster. What was the the one that you bought those shitty models from, Joe? Uh, uh, Avatar of the War. Avatar of the War would come out with a like a shitty knockoff and get to well, market before it, GW. It, would. But, but the thing is, is like Games Workshop does a lot better with building goodwill with their customers you talk about like podcasters being free advertisement and stuff like that they're we live in a little bit different way they know they release a premium product now like and uh, there's no one that can compete like they, can compete on right level. like they just they nobody can compete like they can take a little bit for granted and be a little bit more user-friendly and like you know tell me you're releasing these three armies or you know what or you're you intend to like or somewhere like oh they don't tell you because if they change the date because things happen, people would be mad. Those people who get mad because you change the date when there is a once-in-a-century pandemic deserve to be mad. Yeah, I mean, look what happened to Cyberpunk, right? Yeah. You changed yeah. the date the last time and it was trash when it dropped. Right. Like, you you change the date. It, reasonable people will be okay with that when you change stuff in your pipeline. But the people like me, again, the potato cam probably did cost them money. I, I keep thinking about it here. Um, you know, cause I was, I was making jokes on my show, uh, not on your, your guys' show, like I am now. Um, I was making jokes that like the potato cam I thought was an inside job. Ha ha ha. And I was just like making jokes about that. And I'm like, no, cause hindsight, like it costs the money. I didn't buy, I didn't buy in as hard on Slanesh as I would have because I knew vampires were confirmed. Right. Like, can I, can I bring up a weird head cannon? Go ahead. All right. Was Warhammer Fest videos actually live? <laughs> I have no idea, man. There's no way to tell. They're they wore the same clothes every day. Did they? They had like the same like outfit same on. underwear. 
same outfit no but like moderately different like stylized wise but like and then one day uh what's for those guys' names um the guys who did it one of the guys was like it was like sunny out and like i was on live with rob rob symes i don't know if you've heard of him no i don't um, know who that is uh, so yeah, i've heard of rufio symes i've never heard of rob symes no that's his cousin you think of, you think of ron yeah ron, ron yeah but yeah, i was on with ron symes they responded to chat says relian um i know i know if they're bots plants i love this i love a good conspiracy theory keep going i love conspiracy theories i know you gotta hear look like timed yeah it's time it's time and you know what Uh, jacob berry you're 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 andrew right now i'll I'll, I'll be right games games workshop i gotta pull you up on my phone controlled by interdimensional lizard people it's controlled by california lizard people come on this is this is a this is a that's a dog whistle the Seraphon are running, are running the government. The government. Hillary yeah. Clinton smells like sulfur. Alex Jones is. And you never are. see her hands, right? Like you never I've see never, her hands. Yeah. Trump's yeah. Have, I've, nev- hands. I've never Hillary seen Hillary. Yeah. No, I've, I've never no seen Hillary's hands. hands. I've never seen her hands. You no know. You know that that's classic. That's classic Anglo-Christian uh, demonology. Uh, you don't see demons' hands. Yeah, they don't have hands. Yeah, demons don't. They you, have you, tentacles. Yeah. Ten of them. <laughs> That's why it's called tentacles, not ninetacles. Yeah. Um. I. I. I'm out of beer. I gotta go grab beer. Jacob Berry. All right. A top five. Top five favorite beers. Okay. And why is one of them Cave Ale by Potosi that I gave you? Oh, I a, have no a, recollection a, of this beer. This is a great question. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning into Rancast. This has been <laughs> Joe from Rage of Sigmar with my co-host Jacob Berry, and uh, good night.